to talk about i was just having really? a fast yeah i was just having a fascinating discussion with our staff about how old people text and how young people text there's a, oh i like your shirt that's a nice little blouse did you go shopping this is new uh you know i ordered this and i thought oh nice. that's kind of colorful for me but you like yeah, it. yeah i like it i like you with a little bit of color uh, I feel you've been a little drab lately, and now oh. with the glasses, with the glasses and the, this shirt, this is very attractive look for you. I'm ready to go uh, out. Yeah, I think I think the fans are going to like this when yeah, uh, you yeah, show yeah. up on the app. I think this is a good look. Good for you, Robin. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you yeah. very much. Good for you. Yeah, I, good for you. Good yeah, for you. good for you. Good for, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. No, we were talking, I didn't, you know, I, I, I this is something that's, uh, um, I never put any thought into, but young people can tell when old people are texting. For example, this is what I've learned. Like, do you, now I didn't know, now, by the way, I must be texting like a young person because, you know, when you text certain people, you can tell whether they read your text? Yes. Okay. If you're old, you, you leave that turned on. That, uh, oh, I can see this person read my text. If you're young, you turn that thing off, which I do. Ah. I don't want people knowing that I read their text because sometimes some people are so annoying with texting. I don't have time to get right back to them. And they're sitting there going, well, he read it and he didn't. So if you're young, you leave that feature off. But old people don't even know to turn that off. So that's a but I am texting like a young person now. Young people don't use periods anymore in their texting, and they don't use capital letters. They even will just run on sentences. They do not really? use periods. A period indicates that you're really angry. Like if you oh. wrote me, yeah, you see, these are things you don't know. This is what I'm telling well, you because where you're you, where over do you there. Go to get this information. <laughs> you go to our staff. Some of the young women on our staff know these things. I uh, see. evidently like grammar is for the elderly. And uh, I love grammar. I think it, you know, sometimes you read something that doesn't make any sense because of grammar. That's because you're old. There. You're old. Oh. oh, yeah. Sadly, <laughs> you don't look old, but you're old. Uh, you really don't look old, by the way. You really do well, have a youthful you. look. Yeah, much better than me. You're aging much better than me. I see it. I don't think so. I do. I don't see any you wrinkles. See the like, rest of me. <laughs> do you Botox your it's forehead? All Wrinkled. I don't botox. Where do I mean, I, I don't even go out of the house. How am I getting? You botox? don't even have. You don't have one wrinkle in your forehead or I do, on your but cheeks. There's, they're, they're light. Hmm. Good for you, Rob. You're so. And then perfect. I have these crinkles around my my eyes. You do. 
what I have. Yeah. Very little. But today you look sexy. You dress like a sexy ranch hand, like you work on a <laughs> on a Texas ranch and uh, you're ready to wrestle I'm some of those. I'm ready for uh, Yellowstone. Right? <laughs> yeah, you look like you're, you look like Yellowstone. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, enough about you, Robin. You always dominate uh, with your. With, oh, it's always about you. I'm sorry but, for distracting you. But uh, like, for example, do you leave voicemails? On what? On a phone? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, I know you. Often. You voice. Yeah, that means you're old. Like you're not supposed to leave voicemail. Uh, I actually I don't leave, leave voicemails for you. Yeah, but not for I most want people. You to know, I call. I don't. I don't I just hang up when I get that thing. Yeah, me too. I don't want to sit through that. But that but young people don't leave voicemails. And young people also what was the big thing? Young people oh, do you cold call people, meaning do you just pick up the phone and call someone to have a conversation? No. Well, then you're, that's what young people, yeah, then you're being youthful. Because it's appointment, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, or it's like, you know, you should write first, hey, you got, are you free? Right. There are certain people in my life who, I guess that I'm acting like an old guy because I like to talk to people on the phone rather than text. I can't stand texting. I fucking hate it. And I'll leave like one of those voice messages for people. <clears throat> yes, I'll do on that. Your text screen, right? Yeah, because I don't want to sit there with my big clunky thumbs and type. I can type. I actually know how to type. My father told me to take typing in high school, so I can type, and I enjoy that. But to, with my thumbs, I don't want to sit and do it. I don't want to leave someone a long message. There's always uh, errors in spelling. I just don't like the whole thing. It makes you look like an ignoramus. So <laughs> I don't like it. And and so I want to pick the phone sometimes and just call someone. But evidently, that's being an old fart. You're supposed to just call someone and or text someone and say, are you free now? Because I have people in my life who are insist that we make an appointment to talk. Right. And I don't I, I don't I my my life is so busy and I'm so like today is going to be the most horrible day. I have something scheduled every 45 minutes to an hour. Wow. This is the most relaxing part of my day. So who, I don't. What are you running that you have? All these OK, today. Um, I got to shrink. I got, oh. I'm going to, I'm going to work out. I'm going to meet my wife for a walk. I'm going to, um, have a meeting with someone scheduled by the time dinner time comes. Uh, th there hasn't been a free minute. I got mm. something scheduled every bit of the day. So if I have five minutes, I want to pick up the phone and call someone. They, you know, you can't, they, they, people don't like it, but let's go fuck themselves. So now I don't have any friends. <laughs> Who cares? All nuts. <laughs> I got to tell you, well, we, I, we just call each other. We don't have. Uh, are you free? Well, yeah, because we're all farts. That's what it, that's what we <laughs> With do. With each other, we're all farts. We're old. We're old. We text like old people. The other thing is, do you use the smile emoji? Yes. Me too. That's a, that. Well, now that's, that's considered over. cool again. For a while, it was oh. over, but now now you're back in because the smile okay. emoji's okay. There's a whole thing with the emojis. Like, will you ha ha uh, with stuff? Ha ha. Well, it comes up when you hit. You know, when you put your hand over the yeah. 
text and so they have those different things uh-huh. the heart the yeah. the fun thumbs up the ha ha and the exclamation point well, I know what it does but do you use ha ha very rarely I use ha ha and it turns out that's okay that's okay that's okay you, you, if you want to be useful ha ha is stupid <laughs> well if you really well what you're supposed to do now the new thing with the kids is if something's funny you put uh, the coffin emoji because it's killing you. And oh, it's so funny. That means it's so no really funny. Laughing my ass off or anything. <laughs> right, <of that>. right. <laughs> LOL, evidently. The Gen Z, I guess, which is the youngest generation, is the most anxious generation. So they may look at every detail of a text to interpret its meaning. Oh, like if a text seems too short or clipped without an LOL, they may interpret that as the sender being angry or upset with them. Or if there's a period at the end of the sentence, they interpret it as someone is angry with them. Well, I'm not so. texting any of them because I don't put that much thought into a text. Well, I text my kids sometimes like, OK, period. And then I realize my daughter, one of my, my youngest daughter will call me and go. Hey, are you mad? And I never understood that. And I'm like, I'm not angry. What are you talking about? Yeah, because you, you just said, OK, period. Uh, period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here is Rachel, who is 16, wants to tell us how to text like a young person. Go ahead, Rachel. Please hip us, Rachel. Oh, shit. I, <laughs> you know. Hey, what's hello? up? I just, I did, hello. See, a lot of the young kids don't know how to use they the phone properly. They don't know how to properly. use a phone. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They just laugh because <laughs> they're like, well, who, who would talk on the phone? No. Okay, can you hear me now? I was trying to use my headphones. Yeah, don't use your headphones. That'll suck. Okay. okay. I'm an old guy. Old guys don't use headphones. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Hello? Um, I do. Hello. Um, yeah. All the time, I do want to say, like, whenever I'm texting, I always, like, try to go ahead and, like, use, like, type it in my autocorrect, use the sort of things with apostrophes and shit. Right. You know? And, like, with the, and also, I do agree with Robin with grammar, because, like, it does help, but, like, I, I just don't do it properly, like, when you're typing there, there. Grammar is for losers, Robin. Like, I don't, you know, you talk about there and there. If somebody texts me the wrong there, like T-H-E-R, T-H-E-R-E or T-H-E-I-R, if they do, yeah. I go, what an idiot. <laughs> you know, I, I go but like, and, and like, it's just a mistake. Idiot. Like you're yeah, you and you are. You. Yeah, but I don't like it. I mean, I don't know, Rachel. Idiot. All right. Hey, Rachel, you shouldn't be talking yeah. on the phone if you're 16. You should just be texting. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> don't be a teenager thank you it sounds like rachel was like not even talking into the bottom of the phone like she's so not used to uh, yeah she it was like upside down or something she yeah. doesn't know which end to talk <laughs> she into. wasn't using it <laughs> you gotta hear that well anyway uh, there's a whole thing where you can tell if someone's old by the way they text so there you go all I mean, right I- so i'm gonna have to go look this up and yeah de-age my texts Anyway, I happen to think. Because I love so, text. Yeah, I know you do. I know you text me. <laughs> I see you. You know, I I tell you, my, my granddaughter was here. She, all she wants to do is play emoji with me. And then like she emojis me. And like, every minute I'm like, bing, bing, bing. And it's like 50,000 <laughs> emojis. And then I have to emoji her back. But I found a lot of right. cool emojis. 
Like there's a dinosaur emoji, there's a monster emoji. I, I, but I, you know, what are we? What am I going to do? Sit there and look for emojis? Study emojis. Yeah. Well, I ended up blocking her, my own granddaughter. I felt <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I um. Hey, so uh, this is crazy. I have a feeling all of society is crumbling. Yes. And maybe again. Maybe again, this is just, I was reading this article this morning and it was basically about some kid who years ago had done a school shooting and he killed both his parents, but it turned out he was mentally ill. He was hearing voices in his head and the town he came from, I mean, it was very hard for him to get uh, any kind of treatment and he was closed off. He wasn't telling anyone about the voices in his head. He ended up doing this horrible, horrible thing and now he's in prison for 87 years. And it was an article by his sister how her life has kind of been affected by this. It was a really fascinating article that I read on Apple News. But, um, you know, it just pointed up to me. I know a lot of friends who are looking for help with their kids, um, mm-hmm. for, for mental, mental health, you know, mental health. And a lot of small towns and stuff, they don't even have the proper facilities. They don't have anywhere to go for help. Uh, if their kid is having a a, a, a problem, they, there's like no professionals around. I was and having I, this I, conversation with someone over the weekend. I said, we don't have like a mental health organization well, that makes sure that places are covered. Well, a lot of that has to do with, uh, I was reading, a lot of doctors are leaving these uh, so-called red states. The ones that vote against abortion, they vote against any kind of fucking, uh, they're, they're, they're against science. They hate people who are vaccinated. And doctors and professionals are like, what the fuck am I doing living here where I'm the enemy? And they're leaving. They're leaving town. They're hightailing it out. And yeah, but isn't this that is an what's... indication that those people need help? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what's so sad. Like they they don't, and then when they go, our kids are dying. We can't get help, and it's like because you fuckheads, the doctors are afraid of you. They're professionals. They didn't study for eight to ten years and get a degree so that you could fucking be angry with them. You get and that put vaccine. them in jail sometimes yeah, yeah, for what yeah. they do. Yeah, they want to jail a doctor for helping a woman who might be having a, a problem with a fetus. I mean, it, don't ask. So I feel like society is crumbling. I'm really, I'm really alarmed by what's going on. And I ain't alarmed by, uh, these, uh, candidates that people are voting in. I'm alarmed by the people who are voting them in. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know how you vote for someone who tried to overthrow the United States government with a vote, with an insurrection. I don't see, understand he's it. He's the best candidate. <laughs> he's the best guy. He's our guy. I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's like, I love this country. I love that I have the right to vote and I can choose my elected representative. That's what I love most about this country. That's why so many people lost loved ones in World War II. Now I see people giving the Nazi salute. What an insult to every young man who died fighting Hitler. I mean, what are you kidding me? You're giving the Nazis? You want to be in a society? Where we don't get to vote and you have a Fuhrer and if you do, if you cross him, he's going to fuck you up. I mean, what are you doing? What What's happening? What's happening out there that I don't understand? 
you know, and uh, I don't know. And society, a lot of the services are just crumbling. People are angry. They don't want to pay taxes. I see they want to get rid of the IRS. You want taxes. You want those roads built. You the want reason those, we, you want infrastructure. we have to keep raising taxes is because the IRS keeps getting its budget cut and yeah. they don't have enough staff to go after the people who aren't paying taxes. You want people paying taxes. Otherwise, we have no society. When there's a, And then when there's a hurricane and it wipes out your community and you go, we need help from the federal government. But FEMA, wait a second, five minutes ago, but five, five minutes ago, you were against, you were against helping the federal government. You didn't want a federal government. But so anyway, just hurricanes, your roads are maintained by government. You know, those infrastructure bills that passed are, are building new roads and, and maintaining roads that are going to fall apart. Trump even says to these guys, when he's campaigning, I promise to take away everyone's government health care. And they start applauding. These are the people yeah. who need it. But listen, I can't they explain don't know they're what they're on government health care. That's the other thing. <laughs> I think here's my theory. I think people in this country have it too fucking good. And they're looking for something that doesn't exist. Government is there to simply just run our infrastructure to take care of our military this is the stuff. It's a, it's a job. Make sure business can be conducted between states, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's not about, uh, you know, uh, what you think about transgender. Fuck that issue. That's the non-issue. Or abortion, yeah. Right. But anyway, the whole society is crumbling. That's how I feel. Everything's backward. Everything's just weird and... Like even yesterday, my wife, so my wife's 51 years old and, uh, I've been after her to get the, uh, shingles vaccine. I said, you gotta get it. First of all, there's some research that shows when you get the shingles vaccine, it helps in the fight against Alzheimer's, believe it or not. There's some, somehow protective. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow it protects whatever fucks up your brain when you get older, but. And if you have Alzheimer's, you know, again, this was uh, some research someone told me about. Don't quote me on it. I'm not a scientist, but this is what I heard. Um, so anyway, but my, my wife has had shingles and I said the new shingles vaccine is 95% effective against shingles, which is a horrible, uh, it, horrible can thing. Can you have a reoccurrence even if you've had it? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, you can. My father had shingles a couple of times. So in any case, you got to And it's painful as fuck. I mean, it's like someone stabbing you with knives. So, uh, she turned 51 time to get the shingles vaccine. And, uh, she went over to our pharmacy where we do business, waited on the fucking longest line. I guess the store was just busy that day with stuff. So she waited, 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 gets up to the counter. And um, they say to her, oh, we can't give you the shingles vaccine. We can only we're only allowed to give it to people over 60. So she came home all defeated and I was defeated because it took me forever to get her to go get the vaccine because she was just being like, you know, I'll go get it. I'll go get it. She finally goes to get it. And they and I said, that can't be right. So I go on the Internet and I Google. How old do you have to be to get the shingles vaccine? It says, big bold letters, 
United States government, whatever the thing is that they do, they go, anyone over 50 years old must get the shingles vaccine. This is what, this is what it says. So this is what I mean. So I said to my wife, this isn't right. So then I got in touch with, uh, Dr. Agus. He confirmed the fact that yes, anyone over 50 should get the shingles vaccine. That is what I'm talking about. So I said to my wife, you gotta go back to, the the pharmacy there and tell the head pharmacist they have bad information. They're reading the wrong. They're probably reading about the RSV vaccine, which is the the RSV vaccine is 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 for people over 60. They don't know they, they're reading. I don't know what's going on. CDC recommends that adults 50 years and older get two doses of the shingles vaccine. I'm reading it right now off the Internet. It's It's there in big, bold letters. But this is what I mean about the crumbling of society. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. So well, now she says COVID, to me, Howard, uh, I had a friend who called me and said, oh, I had my pharmacist say, if you have reaction, a reaction to the covid vaccine, take Advil because Tylenol does something. It makes it not work. Yeah. I'm like that is not true. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> anyway, I've heard all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is what I mean. My wife now says to me, well, I'll wait till next year at the beginning of the year. I said, that's ridiculous. You need to go get the shingles vaccine. You don't want to have another bout of that. But she got turned away. And I'm, I, it makes With me crazy. With bad information. Yeah. That bad information. And, and like if they had just Googled it. But now she won't go get the shingles vaccine. It just seems like everything's just out of whack. And um, hopefully it won't get any worse. I don't know. I hate to be so pessimistic, but. Well, you get... can go to a really dark place with this stuff. Oh, I'm in the darkest place. I really think I really think bad shit's ahead. And I'm sorry, I've never seen this country like this before where fucking people are anti-science, anti-vaccine. Why They're talking is about polio. out on planes where, you know, like the other day, a guy just opened the emergency door and crawled out on the wing? Oh, my God. People, you know, I remember when I was a kid, if you went on a plane, you got dressed up. My mother put me in a jacket and tie. Yeah. Now everyone's just freaking out. This uh, this This past holiday, holy shit. Flying is a horror show. And this is what I mean. You're trapped with fucking maniacs. You're trapped in this tin can 30,000 feet up in the air. And there's lunatics and maniacs. You know, what's great if you can, you know, if you if you live somewhere where there's semi-normal people, you can kind of shield yourself. But then if you got to go fly somewhere, that's the fucked up thing. I mean, you, you, you hear stories just from this past uh, week with the traveling. This is... Uh, here, I'll play you some tape. Frontier flight. Frontier. A passenger freaked out. And what Robin's talking about is he was climbing over rows of seats and on top of people. Now, this is going to sound chaotic because it was crazy. It was crazy. Listen to the uh, people screaming. I think the this woman is climbing over the fucking seat. Imagine like you're sitting in your seat and some woman's climbing over you. <laughs> There she is. Welcome to your flight. Stop 
Can you imagine that's going on on a plane? I even think some of the people on the plane texted with periods at the end of the sentence. Uh, that was nothing, though. If you think that's bad, on the same flight, another passenger claimed the woman freaking out was possessed. And she got up and took the opportunity to preach to the plane about the devil and Jesus. Now, this is all going on in the same flight. Here you go. It's unbelievable. This is evidence that there's a real devil that wants to kill each and every one of y'all, including your family members. That's not her. She's possessed. She needs help. And I'm sorry to say it like that. But I'm telling you right now, Jesus oh. Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And there's nobody that's going to come to the God, the Father, without Jesus Christ. I Lady dueling crazy. Like who's crazier? The lady on the seats or the lady telling you Jesus is uh, at war with the devil? All nutty people. It's the end of days. I, I, they got to put an injection button in so you just blast these people right out into the right. sky. Right, everybody gets a parachute. Yeah, and right. And yeah, just blast them out. <laughs> Let them land. <laughs> 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 and can you imagine? I mean, this is—it's just a plane flight. It's transportation. Fucking maniacs up in the sky. And where are the, these crazy people going? That's the question. Like, if they have you no right. Crazy. Where are you going? You know, and, and, and what you know, and I know you know this, Robin, crazy activates crazy. It's like, have you ever seen oh, a yeah. pack of dogs? One starts howling, you know, and the other goes, right, right. Yeah, there they go. <laughs> crazy activates crazy. You can quote me on that. I think the 9-11 terrorists would have jumped off this plane. I think they would have said, this is this is crazy. Yeah, this plane is going down without our help. We don't need to do anything. <laughs> We've come accustomed to this kind of crazy on the subway. But plane tickets, here's the rub. Plane tickets cost money. There's oh, nobody yeah. jumping the turnstile to get on a plane. You have to kind of have your life together to get on a plane. This is what's puzzling to me. This is why I think the world is crumbling. They're voting for people who want to... Not even follow the Constitution. They're voting Change for people the laws who, without the legislature. Yeah. All kinds of things. Yeah. People are proud to be crazy. Hold on for a second. I'm crazier than the woman climbing over the, the, this. <laughs> here's my opportunity to I show hate everyone. I to put it this way. But <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking crazier than the woman climbing over the seat. Just give me a chance here to start. She saw the opportunity to get up and start telling everyone, Jesus. There's a real devil and he's out to get you. I'll tell you what I blame. Once we allowed people to get on with sweatpants on airplanes, everything went south. We broke down as a society. When they started with the casual dress and and no standards, you get on that plane, you can bring a full course meal with you and spread it out on your lap. <laughs> so you then know, rather uh, than let the plane uh, people tell you what's appropriate. Well, the world is crumbling because the fringe has become the mainstream. It's like, excuse me, 
over here, I'm a bigger problem than the woman over there. <laughs> it's a crazy talent show. It's really great. So on another Frontier flight, and I don't mean to only pick on Frontier, but this yeah, is the way it went down. what's going on over there? Yeah, I wasn't even aware there was a Frontier, but on another Frontier flight, a woman was not allowed to use the bathroom. I guess they were having no problem with the bathrooms. So what did she do? She pulls her pants down and squats in the aisle. And uh, people freaked out. I mean, this is all going on right on the plane. Hey, we over here. Hey. Sorry, everybody. Are you serious? Oh. Oh. The pants just came out. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. No, fuck you. Fuck you. I got no peace. I don't give a fuck. You never own that big fucking bitch. I'll take your crazy and raise you 10. Yeah. That was a big heavy set gal ready to pull those pants down, squat right on the plane. Fuck, fuck the bathroom area. Let's, let's just shit in the aisles. Yikes. Uh, Scott from Arizona, what's up? Yeah. It's the, uh, you know what it is? It's the Jerry Springer show at 30,000 feet. Yeah, could they bring Jerry back? Because he seemed to keep these people under control. Well, Jerry's gone, unfortunately. I know. Scott, you're on the air. Hey, Howard. Morning, everybody. So, I, I think you said it pretty well in that crazy activate crazy. Because what I think the downfall of society, like you're saying, is is, uh, is social media. So people check their social media. I mean, fifty, sixty times a day. And all they do is they check themselves into an echo chamber. They they, they yeah. hear people with the same crazy ass opinions that they have. They're never truly challenged up with with what mainstream society or what normal people are are really thinking in the world. So they just reinforce themselves well, with absolutely ridiculous fucking opinions. Well, you've tapped into my biggest pain because you know years ago when I was on the radio in the nineties and stuff. There was no social media. There was no, you know, there was no, none of this. And like, I would have a lot of people on with extreme opinions who were crazy. But what was so great is they had no access to other crazy people. That's so, right. They couldn't find anybody else. Yeah. So like the real fringe people had no power. And now with social right. media, you take one knucklehead living in his mom's basement and he can become really, really important. Uh, social media is just a megaphone for stupidity and it's right. gotten so bad that like it's now become like these people all find each other and then they feed into each other and it's all day long, it's, uh, all day long they feed into each other and it's really bad man it really is it is social media that's responsible for a lot of these people feeling empowered to you know like kind of just you know, give the Nazi salute and like an open, you know, just like, like, then not even oh, thinking about all the joke, guys. You know, they got yeah. a big smile on their face and their arm raised. Yeah. You're like, hey, I, got, I know a whole bunch of other assholes who are doing this. Yeah. Yeah. We're all yeah. doing it and we're trying to find memorabilia. And there's no shame on social media. It's like, just say the most horrible thing possible. And <laughs> then all of a sudden there's like a whole bunch of other dudes who feel the same way. Lee in New York, you're on the air. Hey, Howard, how are you? Morning. All right, bro. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm calling because if Donald Trump gets reelected, my wife and I have been thinking about moving out of the country. Obviously, love the U.S., uh, but 
I feel like the U.S. will be fundamentally different if taken over from Trump and not be able to get back to the country that we love. Uh, so I wanted to see your opinion on if he. Uh, Bolli, where, where would you move? That's the thing. I, I where know. would you go? So we've been yeah. looking all around Europe, uh, South America, Central America, but we're also Jewish. So that makes it difficult to see where we're allowed and who will uh, be OK with our presence when if we move there. You want to know something uh, so, weirdly? Yeah. How many Jews do you think there are in the world? Mm, not many. A couple million. 16 million. That's it. And evidently they're responsible that's for, for the every whole world. That's the whole world. And wow. they, like, like, you know, it's so funny to me when I read all the bullshit about how, you know, the Jews uh, have some kind of secret powers and secret societies. And then they and plot they're running getting, everything and they're running everything. And I'm like, well, <laughs> why? OK, I was born into this. My, my parents were Jewish, so I was born into this religion and I've never even practiced the religion, really. You know, I, I don't really. But 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 somehow. Somehow, growing up, I was in the poorest, one of the most, one of the most brutal communities in the United States. Poorest communities. Community that was so bad had to be run by the state, the school system. And yet somehow I'm part of a group that's super rich and running the world. I don't even know what the fuck anyone's talking about, except that. I spent most of my life getting the shit beaten out of me because I was born into some sort of religion. And if you think yeah, Jews I, have a secret power, you should have met me in high school. Nobody, they must have, <laughs> them, whatever the kryptonite the Jews had, someone exposed me to it because I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. Now, I do read history. I do read history. And believe it or not, in Poland, in Warsaw, before World War II, it was considered one of the most, it was considered the jewel of Europe. Warsaw. I know you're going, what, in Poland? Well, after they killed all their Jews that were living there, it became Poland again. That was the end of it. There was no more theater. There was no more museum. There was, it was just, it was just Poland. And so it seemed to me, like in reading history, it seemed like, well, Jews were productive people who studied. A lot of people who went into the medical fields went, they, 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 um, you know, they seem to, to contribute to the society, but somehow it became they're fucking ruining society. It's well, like well, that's the thing. It's like jealousy because they're doing well. And then I even see the same with these uh, trans people. You hear these guys now with trans and trans and trans. How many people you think are trans in this world? You know, and and the yeah. and the number is staggeringly low. It's one point five percent of the population is considering themselves trans. But people are running around acting like they're single-handedly taking down society. You know? Well, they're coming for your kids, right? They're coming. <laughs> Stay away. I saw uh, Kid Rock being interviewed by these like, Keep that away from our kids. You know, he was like, I don't have a problem with you, but don't preach to our children. And I'm like, listen, uh, I don't even... The only reason I might know some trans people is because I do a radio show and once in a while I'll ask for someone to come down who is trans. I can't even find someone in my personal life who's trans. Right. You very you rarely it, see them in restaurants, you know, in your everyday travels. Where are and they? And then, and then they'll tell you, well, they want to be in our bathrooms. 
Me, me, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I can't find a trans person. And let's say somebody who looks like a woman walks into the bath. The fuck do I give a shit? I don't even want to be in those bathrooms either. Right. Who wants to be there? It's a hell of a lot easier to find a crazy person on a plane than it is to find a trans. And so, and 99% of these trans people want to take these hormones. That's the other big issue. Well, they'll go into sports and they're going to beat the regular girls. And you're like, no, they're not. I mean, maybe there'll be one or two cases and we'll figure it out. But it's just fucking bullshit. It's just, I heard another skirmish about trans people wanting to play a sport. And I said, how about we end all designations and everybody has to just play with each other. Boys, girls, every other thing. All of you compete with each other. I don't know. It's just not, it's just not an issue. It's just nothing important. What's important is our kids raising them, let them like not kill each other, shoot each other at school. I mean, that's oh, we're important. Not, we're not teaching about- children to love. We're teaching children. You know, I was listening to a very scary thing this morning. They were talking about, you know, they Fred? put kids in, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> they put kids in a room. To see what toys they want, you know, they're attracted to. And they were attracted to all these kind of adult things because they want to be like their parents. And I was like, that is the scariest thing I've heard. Looking at some of the parents I've seen that these kids are just being they talk about influence. You. You horrible person who's not doing anything to make the world better is raising a child to be just like you. Anyway, Lee, so like, where would you go? Now, I'll tell you what. I got a couple of friends who have said the same thing to me, that if Trump gets elected, they're pondering leaving the USA. And it's sad to me because, uh, hey, I love this country. leaving the country to the dummies. Well, Well, also, you know, these are people who are professionals. And by professionals, I mean people we need in this country. I'm talking about scientists, mm-hmm. doctors. I'm talking about the people we need to keep our society healthy. We need the best of the best. And they're saying, I don't want to be in an anti-intellectual country. Now, you could say, ah, they're just saying it. They ain't going to leave. Well, I know, I know three people in my personal life who've actually bought homes overseas. Small, modest homes that they're going to leave the United States if it takes a real bad turn. Yeah, I mean, we've been looking. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, Lee, I'm telling you, uh, that's a bad sign. That's, uh, you know, that's people fleeing the United States of America, the crown jewel, the one country that has always stood for something better. I'm not saying we always hit the mark, but it has always stood. One thing I thought we were all on the same page, we all want free elections. We all want you know, we want to have a constitution. We love the constitution. The constitution. We want to have might, a say in government, right? Who governs us and what they do. The, the reason people love this country, the reason they all want to get into this country is because we're free from oppression. And people want to give that up. They want to give it up. They want to. Please oppress me. Yeah. They want to be led like dogs. You know, George Washington, I told you, was the greatest, one of the greatest human beings that ever lived because they wanted to make him the king of America. After we won our freedom from England, 
George Washington went ahead and he said, you assholes, we just won our, we just had a bloody war, the Revolutionary War. We just fought England to get our freedom. And you want to make me king, you fucking idiots? I will serve for two, no more than two, four-year terms. And then I will be out. And you will elect a new leader. Now, this guy was so evolved. This guy was so great. He could have been the king of one of the wealthiest places on earth. And he was so dynamic. This is the guy I worship. Now, what? Not the garbage we have now. But you and know, if, if you don't recognize that the, it, the rest of the people have always been stupid because they turned to George it, it, Washington I mean, and said, please be king. Yeah, please be king. People are like, they want to be led. They think there's something better out there. They, they, there isn't. This is the best system. Democracy, capitalism. Work hard. I just don't know if we'll ever get our country back to where it was. If we, that not with social media. Past. Not with social oh, media that the assholes have um, found each other and they and they believe in some kind of weird. I don't even understand it. And if I I apologize for not understanding. I wish I could explain it to myself so I could be more understanding. Uh, I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. You don't want taxes. You're worrying about transgender. I mean, what are you, what are you busy with? It, it doesn't do anything to their lives. I don't get it at all. No more altruism. You're a sucker if you join the military. Military getting injured is for losers. I mean, what what happened here? I mean, you don't. I don't understand this whole philosophy. Yeah. Military people. I hold military, police, and uh, firefighters as the best system in the world. We have people we can call who will. You know, step in and take a bullet for us. And you're telling, calling them losers. I mean, come on. This has gotten, this has gotten out of hand, but I know many fine people who are actually enacting, um, buying homes overseas. And it makes me sad because I know these people and they're really the best of the best. Mm. And, uh, it's really a dire situation now. I know, Robin, that I do make things really negative and I tend to be an alarmist, but uh, I don't think I'm I'm at a I don't think I'm at a line here. You think we'll you're see. right this time. I think unfortunately I'm right. And, yeah. uh, that, you know, I hate being right. But anyway, hey, thanks for the call. Uh, Fiona, you're on the air. Hi. Um, so I'm following exactly what you're talking about. Nice to talk to you guys, by the way. Um, it, it's it's something that I noticed right away with pandemic. As soon as I found out we had one 100 years sooner, I thought, this might be history repeating itself. What happened after pandemic? Well, we had a major depression, and look at us now. Uh, what's next? World War II where the country reset and became different afterwards. So, you know, if we believe history repeats itself, I think you're on a very strong track for what you're saying. You know, we're we're in a turning where we're having a, a hard time uh, with things and we're going to we're going to get to a boiling point where we all just explode. Well, what's sad is people in this country don't know how good they have it. They don't understand what's doing in other countries. They've, they've gotten spoiled by how good this country is right now. 
And, well, it, um, only got, it only got good recently. And if we're paying attention, China's catching up to us. Their economy is about to beat us in another year. Yeah, well, listen, what can I tell you? Things so are dying. learn Chinese. So, yeah, get ready for your new master. Yeah, I mean- uh, all right, Fiona, I, I'm depressed. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm telling you. Kate, go ahead. You're on the air in Florida. Hi, Howard. Hi. Hey, oh, my God, I can't believe it got through. Um, um, you were talking about mental health, and you're a good spokesperson for this because I do know you go to therapy, and I'm trying to get my daughter to therapy. Nothing bad, just to some issues and anxiety to deal with. But it's like unavailable. They're yep. not taking patience. That's um, what I'm telling oh. you about. You're in, the really good therapists will not take insurance. The really yeah. good therapists are backed up because because of the anti-intellectualism in this country. They're, and, they don't want to work in your state. I see where you live. I I know what's going on. I got friends who are in the business. My daughter's uh, my daughter's a doctor. You know, she got her doctorate. She's in the mental health field. I know what's going on. And um, these are the people you're losing in your state because they don't want to put up with the bullshit. They don't. They don't want to deal with somebody who doesn't believe in a vaccine. They don't want to deal with it. I know, and and I I've had neighbors. Um, they they moved out of fantastic neighbors, and they moved out of the state because of the political climate. Yeah, well, I know what's going on, Kate. I I, I I'm getting depressed. I'm not going to talk about this anymore. I I sit and scream and yell, and my wife listens to me all day. And she goes, "Your head's going to explode." So that's it. I don't want to talk about it. And the social media has brought all the kooks together, and they're all empowered. And it's crazy. And what I just played you, what's going on on airplanes is insane. I wish I could run for president. I wish I could, but. You can. What's going to stop you? You were born well, here in this country. Mm, I actually wasn't. I was born on Mars. <laughs> Me and Fred. We weren't going to tell anybody. Oh. I told you, that's why you go to the drugstore. The guy doesn't even know. Shingles vaccine for 50 and, 50 and older. I'm telling you, I'm exploding. I'm going to change the topic. I'm watching. I, I'm going to uh, compliment David Letterman. You, I know you say, what? He's not on TV anymore, blah, 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 blah. But I I, I'm on, I love YouTube. I love watching I old clips. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I could sit there and surf YouTube all day. In fact, I put on five pounds because all I do is sit on YouTube. <laughs> Your exercise is surfing YouTube. Yeah, they said surfing is good exercise. It turns out it's not. I'm getting so heavy. I went overboard on Thanksgiving. I went berserk. Have you pulled it back or are you still? I thought I did, but I got on the scale today. I'm fucking way up. Oy. I need a quick hit of that Ozempic. Get, get that. Uh -oh. like, I need to get. Would you do that? No, no, no. I'll snort it real quick and just get, <laughs> drop seven pounds in a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? See me in the corner over there. <laughs> Puking. <laughs> Puking. But, uh, no, I, I went overboard, but my weight is way up. But, uh, so, so anyway, getting back to it, I'm surfing the best clip in the world. I'm going to recommend you go on YouTube. Well, there's a couple of clips. Number one. Some I, I always talk about that Van Halen with Sammy and uh, Eddie and Michael uh -huh. Anthony and Alex. 
somebody did a remastered, uh, they remastered a live, uh, performance of Best of Both Worlds. That's my number one clip. I watch that all the time. And maybe right up there is anything from the Equalizer. Last night I was on a jag. Equalizer, watching Denzel Washington kill mafia guys in Italy. He's just you there still sipping. haven't watched the whole movie. No, I don't need the whole movie. I just like the scenes where he kills everyone. <laughs> and when he hits that little watch of his, that motherfucker yes. is the best. I mean, they, they, you know, he's ex-CIA. Yeah, so it gives me hope. We don't know exactly what his training is, but I love when he goes to the people to warn them. Look, I'm here yeah. to tell you, don't come after me. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like such a schlub, you go. Well, yes. he, 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 you know, there's 50 guys against him. And they're like, what do you mean? He goes, well, I'm giving you an opportunity. This is your chance. You Take the $9,000 and, 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 and be done with it. And they're like, well, fuck you, asshole. And that's it. He closes the door. He kills everybody in the room. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that scene where a bunch of dudes, three like young guys have just abused some woman. And right. he, he's now driving an Uber for some reason. The world's most talented assassin is uh, now driving an Uber. And he goes up to the room and he says, you guys just beat up this girl. Um, I normally would give you a chance now. To take back, but with you guys, you already abused yeah. this girl, so now I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> he beats the shit out of all of them. It's fantastic. And he says, you better give me a five-star Uber rating. That's it. <laughs> anyway, those are my favorite clips. And also, God, any scene from The Godfather, especially Godfather 1 with Marlon Brando. Those clips are fantastic. By the way, there is already uh, uh, plans for Equalizer 4. I see her. God bless. There's going to be another one because you need more clips. <laughs> By the way, why not? Instead of making a whole movie, why not just make clips of like <laughs> Denzel Washington in different scenarios? You don't need a whole movie. That's the next move. Uh... You just need clips. I love it. But anyway, I was going to compliment Letterman. And I've watched this clip now, I think, seven times. Letterman, back in the day, his guest is Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman. You ever see this okay. clip? No. I, I, you can find it very easily. Those two come out. And you know, De Niro is incredibly difficult in interviews. He just sits there. So they figure, well, let's bring him on with Dustin Hoffman, who's a good guest. And De Niro is so belligerent and like not into it that he's literally not even looking at Letterman. Like, like he's answered whenever he bothers to answer Letterman, his head is turned toward Dustin Hoffman. Oh, all right. Dear. So it's, it's, so this is a very difficult situation for a talk show host. Well, Letterman turns this into gold. And I don't know what De Niro, I think my guess on Robert De Niro is. I think he's really genuinely not interested in talking about acting. Or his movie roles. Because I think he's a guy who sees it as almost embarrassing. Like, it's like, really, don't, he, he's self-conscious about it. In other words, I, I, I love that you love my movie, but believe me, this is not such a great accomplishment. So I played a taxi driver and, ta or I played Jake Lamont. I think he's genuinely like, Shy. Well, you're guessing because he's never. I'm said guessing, that. but whatever <laughs> it is, it turns De Niro into a guy who does not want to talk. And Letterman is so funny in this situation. This is why I say Letterman was. I think he was the greatest talk show host that ever lived. Fuck Johnny Carson. Fuck, uh, uh, I don't know whoever else you got in mind. Well, they were other, they had good things about them, but they, Letterman, Letterman had maybe it all. superior. Yeah. Because, you, you know, it's like, you know how you know a great actor? 
Not if they're in a good movie. If they're in a shitty movie and they're great. So Letterman's in the worst situation possible. And he starts to make jokes and turns this thing into gold. You don't want it to end. At one point, he looks at the De Niro. He asks him a question. And De Niro, I think, mumbles like one word answer. And, 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 and Letterman just is relaxed. He takes his time. And he goes, well, Bob. I know you have a car waiting, so uh, well, and, and, and I'm just laughing. My, I mean, where he's coming up with these lines? He's coming up with lines that are perfect. He's like um, he's like a pitcher who who throws a perfect game. You know, it's like what the fuck? This guy's brain. He is rolling with these guys in front of a live audience in the in the most pressure situation because he doesn't want his show to tank. But, uh, man, you got to watch this clip. You will see a master at work. Now, I know we talk about master musicians all the time, and we talk about, you know, masterful scientists or masterful this or that. Businessmen, whatever. Yeah. Businessmen, you know. I was reading about uh, Warren Buffett's uh, number two guy who just died. Charlie he was a Munger. Brilliant, Charlie yeah. Munger, brilliant guy, you know, brilliant businessman. But Letterman, the way he handles a situation that's going off the rails, I mean, that's a master class. I mean, I, I thought to myself, I don't know that I could be that relaxed in a shitty moment like that. That was crazy. And it was funny. He made De Niro the best. Yeah. It's, it, I wonder why De Niro continues to show up for these interviews when he doesn't great. intend to participate. It was great because they were promoting Meet the Fockers, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman and, and, uh, and uh, De Niro there, and 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 even at one point, they make a plan where Dustin Hoffman knows De Niro so well that he'll answer for De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was just funny. It was just funny. Because I love to watch De Niro interviews. I saw one where they were having a Godfather One reunion. <laughs> Right. He's not even in Godfather One. Right. But he was the biggest star and they needed, you know, they wanted to help hype up the audience. So they go, Robert De Niro's here. And yeah. right away, he, he point, I'm not in the movie. <laughs> Leave me alone. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what Letterman thinks about that moment. Uh huh. I, Cause I've, I've talked to Letterman about, it. I, sometimes I'll actually call him and say, I'm watching your, interview with you know joaquin phoenix uh-huh where you know where you go well joaquin sorry you couldn't be here tonight or whatever i go and it's so fucking great like what were you thinking at that point because i want to know because that was uh, the time joaquin was saying he was quitting acting and yeah yeah gonna have another profession yeah but letterman admits he was in on that so you know like he knows but 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 i would love to ask david like but you see, David's another one of those guys. He's probably like, eh, you know, it was no big deal. You know, I don't think he... He doesn't want to talk about the machinations of how right. he does what he does. And I also think he genuinely feels it wasn't that great. You know what I mean? But I think it was great. And that's all it well, counts. Well, there were a lot of people who watched him for years and years and years and really loved being on his show and thought, you know, after the era of Johnny, it was... Great to be to get the okay from Letterman. That sign that yeah. Letterman thought you were good. Yeah, it was way too important to me. When I go on the Letterman show, I'd be like, "Oh God, I want to do well. I want to do well for Dave." But uh, 
in retrospect, I was a horrible guest. I do no, not you were like not. No, I was. Because I think Letterman was looking for a give and take with me, and I was in no position to do that. He claims that I was a really good guest because I made it easy for him. Yeah. But I don't I don't think that's accurate. I think I could have done a better job. Well, you can't tell what's accurate because you won't take a person's word for what they're saying to you. You know, yeah, well, he has some input. Uh, you know, he has a right to say what he thought. I'll tell you what else is a great clip. When um, Letterman, one, one appearance he did on Johnny Carson. Now, you see, not only was he a good host, he was a great guest. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I watched a clip of it the other night. And I don't remember exactly what it was. I went, oh, fuck, that's a really good set he just did right on Johnny. And Letterman would take over. He would, like, he, Johnny barely asked him a question. He would just do his thing. But that's what you or, used to do on the show. Yeah. Why was it good when he did it? I could have done a better job. Well, eventually you did sit for the give and take, and that was great, too. Yeah, that was fun. If I If I was teaching some class on... Although there would be no, I don't think they should eliminate all schools of communication because now all you need is a microphone in your basement. I mean, there's no more, there's no more trying to get a job at, you know, some radio station. That's, those days are over. Uh, but if I was teaching, I'd say, go watch that. There's a guy who knew what he was doing. But anyway, uh, enough but he of can that. hang with anybody. You know, Andy Kaufman would come out and you didn't know what he was going to do. I yeah, that was great. There was some great stuff. stuff. Great stuff. Speaking of great guys, you know, uh, I, Paul Giamatti had, Paul Giamatti was in my movie and he played, uh, Pig Virus. And I, and I believe for that part, he should have been nominated for best supporting actor. I really do. I thought he was that good in it. But of course, uh, the Academy Awards would never nominate anything to do with me because it's a, it's a, well, who cares? Anyway. But Giamatti should have won or at he least been nominated. Great. He was great in it and it was a great role. But uh so I don't know. Every once in a while, I don't know what's going on with Paul Giamatti, but every once in a while, and I've told you this before, I get a message from my agent. Paul Giamatti wants to talk to you. Here's his phone number. And, you know, I go, do me a favor, check out, make sure it's Paul Giamatti, and we have a way of doing that. And uh, and it really is him. It's him. You know, we talk to all his people, blah, 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 blah. I call the number inevitably. I get this voicemail thing. I leave a voicemail, and I never hear from him. <laughs> Ever. Never hear from the guy. Oh, my goodness. And this has happened now over the years since Private Parts, three or four or five times where I'll get a message. Paul Giamatti really wants to speak with you. And I call him back. I get the voicemail. And I never hear from him. Like, he doesn't then return my call. There I don't know what's going on. There has never been a conversation as a result of... Never. Never. Paul wants to talk to you? Right, yeah. It's Paul. Paul needs to speak with you. And you know me. I'm like, oh, he wants something from me. And I'm the worst with that. I don't want to. Please don't ask me for anything. But but the guy was so brilliant in my movie. And of course, I would return his call. So again, a couple of weeks ago, Paul Giamatti wanted. To, and again, I called immediately, left a voicemail. And received no. I haven't heard from him then. So that so I who knows what it has to do with. 
Anyway, hmm. a couple of days ago, I get an email from Gary and uh, Steve Brandano, and Paul Giamatti has a movie coming out. Yeah, called I know uh, that. the Holdovers or something like that. He would like you to watch it. Well, you know, anything Paul's in, I'll watch because Paul's a great actor. And uh, sure, so I look up the trailer. This thing is right up my alley. It's got, you know, teens in it. It's a bunch of teens who are, you know, bad and they're being held over in, a, in some kind of private school and Paul's in charge of them. He, yeah, he and has he, I guess to stay he, with them. Yeah, I guess he wins <laughs> them over and they become human beings together. You know, he learns from them. They learn from him. You know the story. I could watch that a million times. Right. You know, especially with GMI. So they send me this. I said, you know, I'm going to watch this with my wife. Well, because my I said to my wife, you interested in watching this? She goes, yeah, that's my kind of movie. You know, good looking kids. You know, and Paul. And good looking kids. You know, I'll watch good looking kids. I don't want to see movies where there's people that aren't attractive. I got enough of that looking in the mirror. So anyway. This is perfect. I said to my wife, let's watch it together. I go to try to watch it. The only way you can watch this, because they're so worried I'm going to steal the movie. I got to get on the computer and watch it on my computer. There's no way to mirror it through Apple TV. There's no, there's no, there's so many, uh, various passcodes and words. To prevent and piracy. Verifications. Verification. You know, like the, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Now, I got to tell you something. You might not believe it, but I am busy every fucking minute of the day. <laughs> if I decide I'm going to watch somebody's movie for two hours, it better be easy because I'm not going to spend 15, 20 minutes trying to watch this thing. And I don't want to sit on my, my ass in front of the computer. I want to watch it on my TV. But I would even watch it on my computer, except the fact that my wife wants to see it, and she's right. not going to sit gonna, in my. You're going to climb in front of the iPad. Yeah, share yeah. a share a chair. <laughs> so you well, can I mean, see I mean <laughs> you know, I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, first of all, I had to give a urine sample to watch this thing. I want to make sure. Do they you know, give away some great secret in this movie that nobody should? No. I don't know, but it's really weird that people, they insult me by thinking I have time to sit and struggle to watch a movie. It's got to be easy. Every time I watch one of these movies, it takes days for me to yeah. get on. And I have <laughs> yeah, to yeah. write to Steve again and say, I don't, I can't figure this out. And I want to make an announcement to the film industry. I... I don't know how to steal a digital movie. I swear Especially to you, I don't. Especially when you put your I, name in the middle of it. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, I I want to steal the movie. What I want to do is I want to become very wealthy. I'm going to steal the Paul Giamatti movie and then sell it on the open black market and uh, get millions for it. I don't even know. I don't even know how to do it. Now, I mean, you know, what can I tell you? What is it, Gary? What do you want from me? Well, I do have an update for you on this, and uh, yeah. I hear your struggle. Believe me, it was a struggle for me to watch it. I it took me four days to figure it out. I had to go into. Chrome I think I know what the answer is. Paul Giamatti is going to come to my house and act out the movie for me. With his <laughs> no, but I have good news. <laughs> He's I have good read news for the you. Scripture, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is they what's are, going on. Yeah, 
They are sending you a disc. You should have it the next day or two. It's going to be a disc that you and Beth can watch together. Uh, and I do have you. to say, I saw the movie, Yay. Howard, and it's worth, it's, I highly recommend it. It's worth watching. Yeah. I, oh, by the way, they're saying Giamatti might get an Oscar or something for this. And, and the woman that's in it with him as well. I mean, it's really a great right. cast and it's a great story. Well, I'm well, anxious to see very, it. I think he's, t- uh, with a director that he's worked with before, and they're calling this, you know, a reunion of these two who've done great things before. It's the guy from the guy that directed Sideways, the the yeah. wine movie he did. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'll tell you how they, you know. Listen, I understand the movie industry. They put up millions of dollars. They don't want anybody stealing their movie. I get it. But you, <laughs> when I went over Bradley Cooper's house to see his movie, you should see what he had to do to see his own movie. I'm not kidding. We were there. He was punching in codes. I go, Bradley, didn't you direct and star in this movie? He goes, yeah, but they, I go, they don't want you stealing the movie. You, you don't have a copy of it. <laughs> I mean, he had a copy, but he had to go through a lot of hoops in order to watch it. Like we were sitting there watching him trying to plug in numbers and stuff. Once I got a, a CD or what a DVD, and it said, you know, it was like Mission Impossible. It'll, and you can only watch this once. Don't stop yeah. it. <laughs> Listen, I, I want to be supportive, but what am I going to do? Uh, hey, Liz, you're on the air in Pennsylvania. What's on your mind? Howard, long time, first time. I love you so much, and Robin. My question was for Fred. Um, I saw recently that Carol Alt started an OnlyFans page, and I was wondering if Fred feels justified that that proves she's not, in fact, a supermodel. Well, listen, first of all, first of all, I didn't know Carol Alt was on OnlyFans. I mean, what does no, that mean? Like news to me. But first of all, what is yeah, OnlyFans? What is that? Is OnlyFans a sex show? In other words... What I thought OnlyFans was is that you go on there. I know like Tommy Lee was showing his cock and balls on there. And uh, I know that the women, a lot of, I always thought it was you go on there and if you pay money, girls will get naked for you. Like even some stars will get naked for you. Sopranos, uh, you know, but before you go mentioning people who may or may not be on OnlyFans, <laughs> no, like, you is. better be damn sure. She okay, I or, know well. she is. All right. Well, anyway. I, I mean, but maybe what OnlyFans is, and again, I'm asking, maybe it's like if you're just a fan and it's not necessarily naked. I mean, I don't know. I thought people were like fucking and blowing each other on the, these things. I didn't know. I, but well, so, so, I think that's the premise is that you can do absolutely anything because the I people don't. that are looking at you don't just fall on your account. They have to subscribe in some way. J.D., right? The only way I would subscribe is if people are going to get naked and, you know, play with their titties and stuff, right? Well, yeah, JD? I mean, that's, that's what I would do. But, uh, yeah, there, there are some... You two, you two high thinkers. <laughs> there are some celebrities that they'll get on there and they won't do like um there's a uh there's a housewife from new york uh what's the fuck's her name or old housewife uh i can't remember oh um i oh, know who you mean uh christ the hell's her name i can't remember but i don't think she gets like, they, naked they, in those sex shows or anything but uh, what does she do like because i would imagine guys are not going to pay unless she gets naked i i think there is a i think there is it's mainly for 
sex and sexual things and porn stars or whatever, but there are some like celebrities who do try to do like, you know, hey, this is like Whitney Cummings, I think, does OnlyFans stuff, but it's like comedy. I see. So um, some people are on OnlyFans yes. and they're not getting naked and, and fucking and doing all that yeah, shit. Yeah, so yeah. probably Carol's going to get on there and do some of her health tips. And <laughs> I think that's yeah. it. You know, she she's yeah. very into health and you know uh, minimizing disease and stuff like that because she's had some uh, health issues herself. I don't see Carol all getting on there and playing with her titties in her vagina. I just don't. No, She's I too don't classy. So. Well, I saw. She's, <laughs> she better She's be fingering her cunt if you want me to watch. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, JD hasn't joined. He's not no. sure that well, I just it's up went, his alley. I just went to her profile and it's free, so I'm not sure. Oh, there you go. I'm not sure so, what she's doing uh, on there. Yeah, she's probably doing it to like you know get like 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 when people do podcasts or something. I mean, I I just I listen. We've known Carol for many years. She's classy. Carol's woman. in the movie. Carol's in our movie. I mean, was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that scene. Carol's seen her like she's walking through the. Yep. The, 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 uh, air terminal and uh-huh. her titties. I, I'm looking uh-huh. at her and her titties grow. Oh, that's, uh, that's, D a, cups. that's a great uh-huh. digital, uh, effects there. Uh, she hey, you want to know something? I still don't know how they did that. I remember we were shooting it and I remember turning to Betty Thomas. I said, well, her titties are going to grow, but how are you going to do this? She goes, oh, we got a special effects guy. He's, we got it all worked out. I go, and damn, if you watch that scene yeah. in my movie, it looks like her titties are growing right on camera. <laughs> I've beat off five times. <laughs> that effect and the effect of your boner in a movie theater are two of the best special effects in a movie I've ever well, seen. Well, the boner, I told those guys, I could get a boner on, uh, I can do it myself. You can do they, it without any special effects. <laughs> yeah, well, but they said to me, listen, no offense, we need a really big boner here for it to show up on camera. I said, oh, well, then I'm out. And uh a and they didn't want me getting a boner like a real boner. So I got enough of those anyway. But uh so they I know what they did. They put a mechanical device in my pants. And I was nervous because it was right near my dick and I'm going, yeah. You guys sure this is tested out? I didn't I don't need some, you know, accidental clipping of my penis going on here. I mean you know, I need my penis. I mean, it may it may not be much. Always, but anything near your penis has to be uh, certified. Yeah, yeah certified. Safe. Yeah, certified safe, vetted. I should try it out on Fred first. If he doesn't lose his cock, I'll do it. You don't want to like a Vic Morrow with your cock. No. Right. Yeah, Vic Morrow was on set. He got his head chopped off by a helicopter. You know, he didn't care about his head. <laughs> Just They were actually more worried about his penis. That's what happened. But anyway, they stick this thing in my down my pants or i stuck it down there and it was like a device that grew and uh some, and was some that, guy were you working it or somebody else was working it? no somebody else worked it uh there was a remote <laughs> and it, like all of a sudden i started getting a big bulge in my pants I go, <laughs> is the camera picking that up and they go yeah oh, it's picking it up they picked it up oh. yeah that was pretty cool but i still to this day don't know how they did the carol all titties growing but uh I think if she you, was, you highlight she was the very, part and the great, yeah. What'd Whatever, you say? Jake. I think there's a program that you can highlight that area and, and sort of, you know, expand it within the, the, the image. I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't know what they did, but Betty never revealed to me. She wasn't in front grow. of a green screen or anything, was she? No, uh, not that I remember, but geez, that was all a blur. <laughs> I'll tell you. Anyway. Yeah, but anyway, I, um, you know. 
I don't think she's doing hardcore anything. No. Hold on a second. Hey, this is great. I was just thinking about you the other Everybody, it's Andrew Dice Clay. Hey, Dice, how are you? Hello, Andrew. Hey, good morning, everybody. You know, I got to say about this Carol Lalt and our OnlyFans. How how come it can't be any more hardcore, you know? I mean, I looked at it. She wasn't even sprawled across the runway with a theme of homeless guys bukkake in the face. (laughs) Guys, you you mean you went on and you wanted to see her getting bukkakeed? Yeah, she's got fucking her clothes on, looking all fancy and shit. She's not chugging loads or riding pole or nothing. What a fucking rip. Well, she's she's a classy lady. Now, now you're on OnlyFans. You like these fan sites. You like to go on and maybe beat oh, off yeah. to some of these girls. Oh, yeah, God, sure. I fucking can't get enough of it. I tell you what, if I don't see a gaping shit pipe, I want a fucking oh. refund. <laughs> right. <laughs> Paying $9.99 a month for this broad. I want to see a third pop out of a shit shoot. <laughs> right, Jay? What is it? Exactly. <laughs> What, Come the, on, JD's smashing his meat that is broad. <laughs> you fucking know. classy lady. Lady, I want fucking dumpster sluts. Come on already. I mean, I want to well, see your kidneys truer gun. <laughs> oh. Come on, show oh. me that pink fish bucket, you... Uh, you know, I, it is uh, only well, seven. anyway, uh, but Dice, <laughs> now it says here, Cardi B is one of the top earners on, um, on OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, that's Only great. Fans? I've seen the Cardi B. She's on the toilet taking his shit. You ever <laughs> see that fart and got diarrhea? It's a fucking ah. mess. Although sometimes that gets me off. Yeah, you like to see a woman take a shit? That's uh, your thing? I want to see a pussy's uvula. You know what I'm saying? Not a vulva. Uvula. Come on, Robin. You're gaping into the hole there. Right. Well, you know, we're men and we love to see women naked, right? We do. You know, but Dice, I don't like to see the uvula. I like to see just, you know, naked. I don't want to see. Come on, all these years, Howard, all these strippers on your show, multiple wives, all this gas you've been getting, you still just want regular missionary sex with the lights turned off? Come on! Uh, Fucking see that fucking puckered balloon knot. (laughs) I want to see you shitting on a glass coffee table. Tell me you're not into that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. Dice, that's a little hardcore for me. But you know, listen, I understand what you're talking about because uh, you. How many OnlyFans accounts are you on? Are you on more than JD? Oh, tons of them. Probably not more than that fucking pervert, though. But I'm on a lot. <laughs> All right. All right. Listen, Dice, I gotta go. Okay, pal. Hey, anytime. Thank you, Howard. All right. Take care. There you go. That's nice. I am amazed Dice. at people. <laughs> what in the hell was he talking about? <laughs> That guy's so good, I I probably feel compelled to say that's our Dice impersonator. I mean, people <laughs> yes, are, hey, Dice was on. Protect Dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to protect Dice. Yeah, I need to see a uvula. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Anyway, Liz, good question. Thank you very much. And, um, it's a shitty time of year to be in Manhattan. They put up that. Fucking uh, Christmas tree for, uh, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. If you, if you don't live in New York, you don't know what I'm talking about, but in Rockefeller Center, they do, uh, the big tree leading to, tree lighting tonight. 
And uh, I don't know why anyone, I've never understood why any person would come to New York City to see a giant tree with lights all hung on it. But they do. It People is a don't big, have anything to do. <laughs> this is what I mean. People don't know how good they have it. If you have time to get in a car or get on a plane and travel to New York City to see a fucking lighting of a tree, a tree with lights on it. That means things are good in your life. Like if you live in Ukraine, you don't have time to go see a tree, to visit a tree. And, you know, it's weird. I feel bad for the tree. This tree they're talking about is like, um, what do they say on TV? It's uh, like 80 years old or something. You know, it's like this huge tree that's been growing. This Someone comes along, they chomp it down. Tree was so happy where it was, and they stick it in New York City yeah, for about a month. Had no problems, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The tree was like living a good life, like you know, I'm here, I'm uh, producing uh, oxygen and the exchange of CO2 and oxygen or whatever the fuck it does, and it's it's out there and it's doing its thing. And next thing you know, they chop it down, they bring it to Manhattan for a month, and then they throw it in the garbage. Yeah, yeah. Do like Crazy. any other Christmas tree. But there's a trillion things, cool things to see in New York City. I mean, there's museums with some of the best paintings and stuff, parks, shows, sports, teams, strip clubs, some of the best. Every shitty town has trees and lights, and yet they flock. <laughs> the traffic's going to be so bad tonight that the Sirius XM, we're right, we're right in the heart of it. But Sirius and XM. I heard, Howard, they're going to be changing the traffic pattern. For the entire tree season. Yeah. The Sirius, the Sirius XM security sent out an email warning well, anyone who works there that there's going to be a ton of street closings and hassles all around the lighting ceremony. I, you know, listen, I know I got to come into town because uh, we got some stuff going on that I got to take care of. I'm actually uh, going to make the trip. You. Yeah. You better... Better calm down over there. You know, hey, by the way, I remember in 2020, they found an owl in that Christmas tree. <laughs> Do you remember that story? They found no. an owl in there. Yeah, poor owl. <laughs> Did the owl get it too? <laughs> I think they actually, like, some people got upset, so they rescued the owl and they found a nice new home for it, you know. Okay. Yeah. But uh, Christmas uh, time wreaks havoc on the city. It does. It's, the traffic's horrible. Foot traffic's horrible. Times Square knockoff Elmo is SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Bob. Whatever <laughs> Sponge his name Bob. is. SpongeBob. <laughs> Bigfoot Bob. It's right next to our office. There's a lot of activity. Oh, yeah. JD was giving me, JD gave me a whole rap about how he hates the uh, Salvation Army uh, people now because what they do is they blast Mariah Carey's, uh, you know, All I Want for Christmas while they're like ringing that bell. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he taped it for me, but it's not, it doesn't even really capture how intense it is because it's super loud. You know, and they, and they got that blast and. <laughs> it's out on the street. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's enough to give you a headache. How often do they do that? Oh, it seems oh, like I mean, they're out there all day. Yeah, every day and night. It seems like every time I walk by, they're doing a little dance routine with this song playing. I hate this song because I hear you, it all the time whenever with these Salvation Army people. That's what they seem to play. Mon- 
Do you ever put money in the little red bucket? No, I want to walk by. I want to get right. by. I said to JD, I have a, you know, when I was in high school, I somehow got into this thing called Key Club. <laughs> and um it was run by the Kiwanis. And what I heard, was, first of all, I was the biggest douchebag in high school. Nobody wanted to know me. I had very few friends. That being said, Key Douche. Club was, for some reason, all the, it, it was look good on your resume for colleges and stuff. Yeah, so. you had to have some kind of uh, extracurricular activity. But the guys who, they only took two people f- from each grade, 10th, 11th, and 12th. And it was my senior year or junior year, and I decided to go out for Key Club. And all the jocks are in it, all the cool guys. And I don't know what possessed me because I was a complete introvert. Not like the guy you know now. I was a complete introvert. But I thought, well, I'm almost flunking high school. I'm, it's debatable whether I can get into any college except for one of those shitty colleges that's almost like high school all over again. Maybe if I got into this stupid-ass key club with these jocks, maybe my life would get better. So they have a, a night where you go and you get interviewed by all the guys in key club. And each one is like the cool guy with the hot girlfriend and, you know, they're cool oh, they're guys. young people like you? Yeah, yeah. It's it's okay. it's they're, it's all the guys in Key Club. Okay. And they were all the cool jocks, you know, and guys who get laid. And, uh, I mean, they get laid by people who they're actually proud of. <laughs> they're willing to be seen with. Yeah, like these girls want to be seen with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so... I remember you go from table to table and every 15 minutes you switch tables and they interview you. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, these guys are pals with all the other jocks. They're going to. I said, but let me see if I can bullshit. The one thing I was always good at was bullshit. <laughs> so when they sat down with me, I started in. I go, listen, I know you guys are all friends with all these other guys, but here's what you get with me. I'm going to work my ass off. I want to be in key club because I'm probably one of the few guys sitting here. Who really want to help people? I love people and I'm, you know, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'll probably become a social worker. It was all bullshit, but I wanted to be in Key Club. Well, these dummies bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. They rejected all their pals and put me in as one of the two wow. guys. It was me and another guy were in Key Club. And I remember some people were like, how the fuck did that dork get in? Who is He's he? Is dude. he in the school, really? Yeah, like they, they, no one even knew I was in the school. Like, and like girls used to even wait to see who got into Key Club because they, they wanted to date him and stuff, but they, they look, no one, they were like, they was, they was, they were like, how did they reduce their standard? This didn't improve your profile. Like you well, all of a sudden became dateable. No. So I get in and these guys are looking at me. They go, the first meeting, they go, well, we need guys to ring a bell. Stand in the middle of Rockville Center, ring a bell, dressed up in a Santa Claus outfit. <laughs> and they all look at me because that's the reason they put me in. So they don't have to do this shit. I go, OK, I'll do it. Well, next thing I know, my mom is driving me into town. <laughs> I'm in a Santa Claus beard and like like a. And I'm ringing the, the fucking Salvation Army bell. And my mother's like, this is wonderful. Your father loved Salvation Army. When he was a boy, they were so poor. Salvation Army gave him shoes. And he always gives to Salvation Army. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm out there 
yeah. freezing my fucking balls off. And, and, you know, you had a seat. I was the ugliest Santa Claus. You, I mean, I was a downright scary-looking Santa Claus. <laughs> People would walk right by me. I, I'm ringing that fucking well, bell in I'm their just face. just thinking how tall you are and how thin oh, you are. Oh, and thin, like, they're like, ooh. <laughs> There's no way he's a real Santa Claus. He's probably one of those guys who's, like, homeless trying to make money. <laughs> You know, I rang that fucking bell all day. And, and then after a while, I just stopped going. I stopped going really? to key club. Yeah, I bailed. I totally bailed. <laughs> I had, I think I had a nervous breakdown. I bailed out on the whole thing, never showed up again. I'm sure they were like, we let that douchebag in so he could put key club on his resume. It turns out he's worse than all of us. He does nothing. <laughs> he totally was a bullshit artist. <sighs> I never, I never went again. I didn't want to even go to the meetings. Wow. I just want to sit home and jerk off. That was my whole high school experience. That was your extracurricular activity. Yeah. I would listen if to music and jerk off. I would listen to music and jerk off. Yeah, I really did. That's all I did. I listened to music and jerk off. I never opened a book. It was practically flunking. I told you when I, when I, when I graduated high school, barely, um, um, I had to go to like a, I went to Boston University, but the, for idiots, they had a special program so they could get money out of parents. They said like, you know, we're missing out on money for idiots. So let's charge a whole bunch of money and you get to go to Boston University, but it's like high school for two years. Right. You go to basic studies and, and if you prove yourself, if you take chemistry and you take, you know, all the hard classes and math and everything, then we'll let you matriculate into the regular. School. You'll be in the real school, huh? You'll be in the real, the real college. <laughs> and every day, the disgrace of having to walk down to the basic studies building was just humiliating. Oh, they even had their own building. Ooh. My roommate was in six-year med. Women wouldn't stay away from him. They were like, he's going to be a doctor. He's going to be a doctor. They go, well, what about his roommate? Oh, he goes to the basic studies building. <laughs> Don't waste your pussy on him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but I was in Key Club. <laughs> oh my God, walking into that building like he tried to walk around, like he's tried to slip in, like um, like sneak, like like, <laughs> like sneak in, like a <laughs> like you were like you were Did uh, they have like a you were back door. <laughs> no, 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 dude, like like excuse me, is there a back entrance to this college? <laughs> there was nothing. You had to walk right through those doors. <laughs> With all the other idiots whose parents had to pay money. My father was like, you're so stupid. $5,000 a year. Back then it was 5000 That was a lot of money for us. My dad did oh, not have yeah. money. $5,000 to what? Like a high school. <laughs> did you at least? No. You you go to basic study, so all of your classes are in the same building? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was oh. like high school. And it was all idiots. Like it was all dummies who couldn't even like pass. But I, fortunately for me, I think my problem was emotional. Like I, I didn't do well in high school when I moved out of a black community. You didn't community. apply yourself. Yeah. Cause then in college, I said, my father's paying five grand. And then I ended up graduating like Magna or Summa Cum Laude, one of those, whichever right. one is. Even out know. of basic studies. Yeah. Well, I had to bust my balls in that basic study. I hadn't learned anything in high school. I had learned nothing. I just, in high school, I would go and get high and then fall asleep at my desk. <laughs> wow. That was it. 
And it's real true because they went back and when I became famous, they interviewed my teachers and they go, oh, yeah, we remember him. He slapped them in my class. <laughs> they interviewed oh, a guy my. named Mr. Roush. He was my English teacher. He goes, yes, I do recall him with his head down on his desk. It was pretty bad. But, you know, I just thought I'm an, I was a misfit. I, I didn't belong. And I but just you, needed but you didn't to get, know that the world was going to change, that there was a rest of the world that you could prepare yourself for. I just wanted to be on the radio, but I had no idea how to get on the radio. There was no way to get point. on the radio. There's yeah. there. You were you needed to prepare yourself to be yeah. on radio. Yeah, I get, yeah, that's what my father kept saying. So, you need to take voice <laughs> lessons or to learn to act. All of the announcers that I know are actors who have experience in summer stock. I'm like, oh, can you just stop talking so much? <laughs> can you stop lecturing me? I'm in basic studies. People in basic studies weren't big on following their dreams. It was like you were, you know, you're, you're regressed like early man. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to make you human. It's yeah. like Charlie, the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I go, I can't believe things are so bad. I'm in idiot college. Even if a woman is thinking of looking at me, when she sees me walk into the basic studies building, what's going to happen? <laughs> there goes me getting laid right out the door. So I realized quickly, I better fuck people who are just in basic studies. Stick to my own. Were there girls in basic studies too? Oh yeah. <laughs> Not only were they stupid, they weren't that hot. <laughs> like me. We were all in the same boat. <laughs> like wow. Shouldn't you at least be good looking, you dumb fuck? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you dummy. Couldn't you yeah. be pretty? <laughs> it doesn't take any brains to look attractive. <laughs> 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 it was really oh. a bad scene, Robin. I tell you it was bad. Oh, <laughs> never good to uh, study something with basic in the name, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How did they know uh, with those classes? Oh, no, it was like like I took I took a class called Humanities where we watched <laughs> Ingmar Bergman films. Uh, well, that was in communications, right? No, nah, no, nah, that was a, that was part of basic studies, but it was. So they showed you movies in basic stuff. That I was good at, by the way. I was good at looking at movies. <laughs> <laughs> that, actually, I was really good at that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it all worked out, right? Yes. It just was like a, a lot of rough years. A lot of rough years. It was hard. It was a lot of hard years. Well, in college, I did bang a couple of girls who were outside of basic studies. I just kept it on the DL. You know what I mean? It was like being, it was like being a gay man trying to date but a straight you, woman. When you matriculated into the regular college. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Got better, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then all the women flocked to me. <laughs> <laughs> once they saw I was matriculating. <laughs> yeah. Like you didn't go around. Like once I got into the regular university after two years of, you know, of basic studies, I, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, you know, I never like talked to any girl and said, yeah, oh, by the way, you know, I, I got in through basic studies. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I acted like I just got into regular BU, you know? Right, I mean? right. You transferred yeah. in or you got into the regular school. But I did excel once I got in, you know, I did excel past all the kids who got in the regular way. And so it Where proved you that I. were I, in your area, you know, when you got into yeah. communications. Where yeah. you? 
I used to walk around there and I'd go. Interested in. Yeah, I would go. I'm smart. I know things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A lot of of fun in my life. A lot of good times. Can I say? I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart and I want respect. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, what was I? What was I going to tell you? Oh, so let me read some of the fan mail that people sent us. People where I've been very vocal about the show. Uh, I also have to get to. Um, oh God, there's so many things here. What? I don't know what to get to next. You tell me what you want. I can tell you what the fans are saying. That's always fun to go through all yeah. that. You know, you like you like the feedback. Um. There's a game we could play, which is kind of fun, and you would have fun with. It's called Keep I Your know, Crap. I games. Keep I Your didn't Crap. Name it. Yeah, I didn't name Keep Your Crap. I thought it was a bad name, but there was no time last night to change the name. But uh, this is where we went through the newspaper. Uh, not newspaper, the internet. But we went through the internet, and we looked for ads of people selling things. And then we called them as celebrity impersonators, and oh. we tried to convince them not to sell their stuff. Like, for example, there was a guy wanted to say, we saw he was selling a Tom Brady, um, a Tom Brady autograph football or something. Okay. It was just a Tom Brady autograph. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. We said the guy had, he, he had in the paper. I have a picture of Tom Brady with an autograph. Oh, okay. So we had our Mark Wahlberg impersonator, Mark Wahlberg, who's a big Tom Brady guy. He loves Brady. Yeah. Cause he's from New England. Try to convince this guy. Don't. How could you sell your Brady autograph? Your job is to guess whether or not the guy. I'll play if you the set. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. Here we go. I'll play keep your. You can have a little intro for it, which is so nice. Here's the setup. You ready? Here you go. Yeah. Hey, hot shot. I was just checking out the classifieds, and I noticed that you were selling a signed 8x10 to Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, that's the real deal. It's it's framed and everything. Yeah, you're fucking right. It's the real deal. He's Tom motherfucking Brady. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's the motherfucking GOAT. He's Jesus Christ in pads. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's Nobody can say they have six uh, Super Bowls. I hope I didn't hear you just say six Super Bowls. What the fuck? It's seven motherfucking Super Bowls. That's yeah. one, two, three, four. That's seven rings. Okay. Yeah, I thought, for some reason, I thought it was six. But anyway, nobody can say that, even if it's six or seven. Fucking ain't nobody can say that, but I'll tell you what I can say. Nobody should be selling a fucking autograph of the greatest quarterback of all time. You better fucking keep that thing. The reason I'm selling it, I want to take my son to see the Steelers play the Raiders. So you mean to tell me? You're selling a picture of the greatest quarterback of all time to watch a bunch of pansies dressed like bumblebees? The best player they ever had was Terry Bradshaw. And let me tell you something. I can outbench that wimp and shit in his mouth at the same time. And I would do it in a heartbeat. If I were you, I'd take that autograph and I'd make copies of it. I'd plaster it all over my house. I'd make iron-on shirts. I'd make wallpaper for my fucking home. And my home is fucking huge. So do me a favor. Don't sell it. Make yourself proud. Make your son proud. And make Jesus Christ proud, okay? Uh, no. Well, I'm about to break some big news on you right now, pal. This is Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay. Have you heard of me? Yeah, I have heard of you. So do me a favor in honor of me and in honor of Tom Brady and keep the fucking autograph. 
Well, Robin, did he did he keep the autograph or did he sell it? Tough game. He sold it. Let's see if you're right. Well, thank you, Mark. And we love we love our Steelers. And see, that's the only reason why I'm selling. So, bye. Okay. You're right. He sold it anyway. Because he wasn't even uh, a New England fan. Yeah. It's a good game, right? You like that? Yeah. You want one more? One more. All right. I like this one. Because <laughs> you know I love Chris's Dr. Now impression. Yeah. Dr. Now from 600 Pound Life. This is so beautiful. I love this one. So this dude is selling an exercise bike, okay? okay. Doctor Now wants the man to keep his exercise bike because Doctor Now's a fat doctor, and he's like, "You got to exercise. You got to do but the work, or whatever he said. You got to do the work." Hello, hello, how y'all doing? Who is this? You know Doctor Now? Mm, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, this, I'm Doctor Now from TLC, six hundred pound life. Oh. Oh wow, Doctor was yes. I'm calling about you. You have a best bicycle, bicycle for sale. Yeah, I still have it. Why you don't use it to do the work? Yeah, I uh, I walk a lot, and um, it's just that the bike hurts my feet, kind of. Okay, you you stick to twelve hundred calorie diet? Uh, no, it's more like two thousand. You need to be careful because you say your feet hurt. Your feet gonna hurt if you have canker the size of a water balloon because you're overweight. You can't walk and you look like a Godzilla from the waist down. Yeah, yeah. Your ankle gonna hurt. Your feet gonna hurt when you're dead. <sighs> that you're gonna have heart attack, stroke. He camel singing, it can kill you, you know that. Yeah, it's true. So you're going to, please for me, promise me you won't sell the bike. You're going to keep the bike to stay in a good weight. Well, the doctor now convince him to keep the bike and not sell it, Robin. This is where you come in and yeah. you to play the game. Yeah, very difficult. It was a very convincing argument, especially when he went... That disease that you couldn't yeah. even figure out what he was going for. That's yeah. right. Robin, but time to make a decision. I think this guy sold the bike. You think he ignored Dr. Now's advice? That's right. You're like, who would be so silly? It's to listen to this <laughs> Dr. Now. All right, well, let's see if you're right. Okay, sounds good. Okay, yeah, I thank you very much. Thank you. And you're going to keep doing the work and exercise, and we're going to see in three months how you're doing. Okay, sounds good. I see. Goodbye. Bye. Yep. He claims he uh, was going to keep uh, the bike. I didn't get a, a definitive yes out of that. I'm uh, keeping I don't know what, the bike. Well, our guys seem to feel that it was a yes. <laughs> Call him now. <laughs> that bike is gone. Yeah, well, there you go. We did a bunch of other ones, but I don't know. We did Andrew Dice Clay. Who did Andrew call? Andrew called some dude who was selling a leather jacket. And you know how Dice always wears a leather jacket. Uh, yes. It's like, how could you yeah. sell a beautiful? How could how could you sell a beautiful leather jacket? You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, listen, I was online, right? 
And I seen that you got this leather jacket for sale. Is that right? Yeah. So this one, um, it's for motorcycle riding. No scuffs on it. No anything. Uh, I bought it used and wore it once. You know, I'll tell you what, it breaks my heart to hear you and that other guy are selling this leather jacket. Yep. I mean, think of all the stories that that leather jacket could tell. I mean, all the chicks that bobbed up and down on their knees, slurping uh, the fucking goo out of a guy's prick while he wore that magnificent coat. Uh, so I only wore it once, actually. I think he only used it one or two times as well. Uh, yeah, you know, I got a leather jacket, you know? It's got a high, big high collar, padded shoulders, you know? And on the back, I got it embroidered, right? With my name. I, named, like, I go by the name Dice, you know? Andrew Dice Clay. No way. Yeah, that's right. It's me, my friend, the Dice Man. Oh, so God. here's what I want you to do. Being that you're my biggest fan, I need to know definitively that you would never sell that black, shiny, pussy magnet piece of fuck fabric. Would you do that for me now? Come on. Did he sell it or not? I think Dice is very convincing. I think this guy's like, wait a minute, I didn't see the potential in this jacket. I knew Dice loved shooting his goo, but I didn't know he was so sentimental about it. You know what I mean? It's very unjual. All right, here we go. Let's see if you're right. You think he convinced this guy not to say Yeah, I jacket. think this guy said, okay. I want to know why all these people stay on the line while they're getting yelled at, but they do. Okay, I'll do that for the Dice. Love you, buddy. Thank you. Yep, you were right. He convinced yeah. him. I'll do it for Dice. I'll keep my leather jacket. Anyway, how'd you like that game? You like that game? That game is good. Yeah, you I like love the game, impressions yeah. and the people being hoodwinked that they're talking to a celebrity. Like, why would Dice call somebody about their leather jacket for sale? Yeah, we did some other one. We did with Charlie Sheen one, but I don't know. I don't know if you want to keep But playing. really, do you really think Dice is reading the classifieds and going to call? I mean, I'm talking about the people who are taking these calls and believing that they're talking to a celebrity who cares if they sell a bike or a jacket. Dice is very persuasive. I don't know if you want to hear. You want to hear Charlie Sheen? Yeah. Uh, what is uh, Charlie Sheen up to? You know that Charlie Sheen is going to work with that producer of Two and a Half Men again? Get out of here. You're kidding me. I am. Uh, Chuck Lorre, I think his name is. Oh, my God. Yeah. They are going to do a new TV show together. Charlie Sheen was running around bad-mouthing Chuck Lorre, calling him all kind of fucking names. <laughs> I don't know. This one is... I don't. I was, I was not going to do this one with you, but maybe I'll do it. I didn't... Yeah, forget it. I, I'm not going to uh, do it. Okay. Didn't go well. Will thinks it's funny. I didn't think it was that funny. Charlie Sheen wants the guy to keep a mirror. I guess because he's like implying like he used to use mirrors for, you know, doing coke or something. I don't know what. Uh. Will, you thought that was funny? Uh. Yeah, I thought it was a good one. I thought I thought the impression was funny. I thought his lines were funny. But Really? You know, I should fire we? you. <laughs> You probably Shall should. we listen to Good it point. to see if Will is right or I, 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 I don't want to be on the hook for this. I just I like <laughs> it. you know what I would you know <laughs> I I listen obviously listen to this stuff the night before Will and I have a regular you know a regular email with each other and I'm like 
I'm like, you know, Will's the head writer on this show, and I'm like, he thinks this is funny. Oh, I'm no. here bored as <laughs> fuck, and uh, I'm like, why is he sending me this? So it's not. It just didn't work. You don't know that. If you think it's no good, I'll 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 leave. <laughs> Yeah. So that's you should a resign. Good defense. That's a I'll good resign. defense. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now you're Sal probably interested. Too, that matters. <laughs> Sal. Sal's, Sal's on another planet. Yeah, Don't ever go else. by Sal. Always stick with, you know, a good opinion. Okay. Sal. <laughs> Sal is so, I mean, yesterday. Well, I got to read a fan mail about that. you're only running yeah. things by Sal, we have to yeah. question a lot about you, Will. <laughs> That's All right. Uh, yeah, they, like don't don't place your career in the hands of Sal. <laughs> All right, that was a mistake. All right, the the next item for sale. Uh, uh, you tell me, Rob, and I I don't All know. Right. I thought Will was off I'll base be with the, this. The final arbiter. Yeah, I hire all my writers out of basic studies, so you'll you'll. <laughs> I don't go for those Harvard guys. Uh, here's the next item for sale. Charlie Sheen wants this man to keep his mirror, and I'm just warning you, it's. It's not that funny, but Will thinks it's funny. <laughs> well, you decide. let me make my own decision here. All right, make your own decision, but I don't think you'll be chuckling. <laughs> here we go. Hello. Hey, I see you have a mirror for sale. Yeah, it's a little rectangular mirror uh, that's on the wall, and then it's got a small shelf, like right under the mirror. Whoa, whoa, shelf two, jackpot, amigo, storage for happy candy, booger sugar, pipes, rocks, dirty toys, winning. Why would you ever want to sell such a mirror? I'm not sure what you're asking. I mean, I'm selling an... All right, I'm stopping this. It's too painful for me. Oh, it's just not that, funny. It didn't start off well. See, I wasn't going to play it. Uh, that's not what? fair. You played like 10 seconds All right, seconds I'll keep playing it. it. All right, all right. All right, dude. Here we go. It's killing him. It's killing me. <laughs> item here. Are you interested in buying the item? Or? Well, I have a confession to make. This is Charlie Sheen. The real Charlie Sheen? The one and only Tiger Blood Charlie. And I can't tell you how much mirrors mean to me. My fondest memories always included mirrors. Chop, chop, sniff, sniff. <laughs> Orgies with angles. Oh, you get boy. It. I... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to sell this mirror. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> you need to go there. You need to live the Charlie lifestyle. And my lifestyle is mirrors. Do me a favor. Keep the mirror for your new friend Charlie. And the next time you're partying like a wild man, you can look in that mirror with your fire red dragon nostrils and your monster hog that's engorged with tiger blood. And you'll thank me. So do me a favor. Don't sell the mirror. Oy vey, oy. What? Where was the funny? Fucking I mean, well. it was better last night. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, were you, did you think uh, that? Were you snorting something? <laughs> I think it's funny. I don't know what to say. Well, yeah, I want names. I want everyone who was part of that call to come into the studio and apologize to my audience right now for that nonsense. <laughs> well, I'll lead the charge. I apologize to the audience. I wasted Boy, your time. It wasted must have been time. late. He must have been tired. I don't know how he. And you know what? You know what? Funny. I'm going to tell you the dynamic of this. I was going to do the bit. I thought the dice call was great. Dr. Now was great. I chuckled during that. I thought the first one was great with, uh, who the fuck was the first one already? I'm already forgetting, uh, whoever it was. Well, we only then, did two. It no, we did Wahlberg. three. Wahlberg. Yeah, Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. I thought that one. was great. Yeah. And, um, I said to myself, there's no way I'm playing the Charlie Sheen bit. It's just not funny. And then I, I was just finishing up with you, and then Will writes me a note on the computer. Hey, 
I think the Charlie Sheen thing is really funny. Like he's getting upset that I'm not playing the I'm Charlie Sheen. I'm just not upset. <laughs> well, you know you can reject things too if you want. I did. You're I rejected writer. a Trump one. I rejected a Trump one that we had added. Did you? Yeah. yeah That's so probably funny. Yeah, that might be really good. <laughs> yeah, now I don't trust you. I bet you the Trump one one's great. <laughs> oh, no. You're right. I'm blowing it. Remember what I always tell you. Think like me. And I then you'll be do, fine. But All right. I slipped. There you go. My apologies. Right. right. You're fired. Goodbye. There you go. <laughs> I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. He usually has pretty good taste, but the Charlie Sheen one. And then, I, by the way, I was not going to play the Charlie Sheen one. And then he just starts on the computer hocking me. He's like, it's funny. Like you're Charlie Sheen's funny. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. and I went, you know, maybe I'm fucking crazy. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe my audience, the guy's being so insistent. He's putting himself on the line. This is funny. Yeah. I think Charlie Sheen is funny. And I'm like, oh, just ignore that fucking note. Don't waste <laughs> my audience's time with Charlie Sheen. And I listened to him. I got caught up in the nonsense. I don't know what happened there. There's a reason I didn't play Charlie Sheen. Well, anyway, now you heard it. There you go. Well, I apologize to my audience. It's I a good thing to Will. You, you listen first before you put it on the air. Here's something you need to know about, and then I'll take a break. Howard 101 presents Porno for Pyros. And you're like, what do you mean oh. Porno for Pyros? I thought those guys broke up. No. Perry Farrell. Our, our dear friend Perry Farrell and the reunited Porno for Pyros performed a private session for us at the Sirius XM Garage in L.A. Wow. We said, Perry, will you do a couple of tunes? Uh, they played their big hits, plus their first new song since the one they recorded for the Private Parts soundtrack in 1997 here at Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on Howard 101. And see the videos on the Sirius XM app. We got a lot going on on that app. You check it out. Damn! There you go. Ah, the cranberries linger. That's a good song, isn't it? Let me take you back in time. WMBC. Music from the cranberries. Howard Stern with you. BB's coming up next. BB will be giving away tissue box in the next hour, so stay tuned for that. WMBC. Cranberries. Where the fuck is it already? Jesus. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> Why doesn't she sing? Try to do a talk up here in a professional way, and she's just taking a lot of time. I should have done a weather forecast. You know what this song's about? Dolores, rest in peace, Dolores O'Reardon. She wrote this song about being rejected. She was at a club or something, and a guy was there, and they hit it off. And the next time she saw him, he walked right past her and asked her friend to dance. Like, he wow. blew her off, and she was like, what the fuck? There you Isn't go. life grand? <laughs> you know, the pain of that lingers. I was such a fool for you. But 
you had me wrapped around your finger, but I think linger just rhymes with finger. I don't think it really makes any sense. Well, if anybody's letting it linger, she is. Yeah. It's not him. All right. He, he blew her off. He's gone already. On to yeah, the guys, next thing. Guys can be dicks. But so can women. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, anyway, <laughs> I've experienced that, too. Uh, Dolores O'Riordan, rest in peace, died January 15, 2018 at 46 years old. She drowned in a hotel bathtub after heavy drinking. Can you imagine? What is it about hotel bathroom tubs? You should never what is take it? a bath at a hotel. Well, well why would anyone? The, the hotel bathtubs are disgusting. <laughs> like, my wife loves a bath. She won't go to a hotel and get in a bathtub. <laughs> you know that. You think those people are cleaning them all that well? Somebody's fucking craggy balls and dick were in there. I mean, I, or, yeah, I mean, who knows what people, they're probably shit in those things. I would never go in one of those. Cranberries. By the way, a shitty name for a band, the Cranberries, right? But they think? made it. They made, they made something it. out Great of it. Great band. <laughs> well, she was dynamic and good looking, yeah. too. Uh, I bet you original... that guy's sorry he rejected her when she became famous. Oh, yeah, now he wants her. <laughs> the original band name was the Cranberry. The Cranberry Saw Us. Oh, and then I'm they... glad they dropped the sauce. Yeah, they. <laughs> Saw us, not sauce. The cranberry oh. saw us. So it's a oh. play on the word sauce. See the cranberry right. sauce? Saw us. Yeah. Mm. It was stup- as stupid as the name the cranberries is, it was a lot stupider. So give them some credit. <laughs> they shortened it to the cranberries after Dolores O'Ridden took over as lead singer in 1990. So there you go. I was just finding, uh, I heard today what the average lifespan is. Of? Of human beings. Oh, oh. Well, I'm going to tell you a kicker to the story. Oh, I'm sorry. So years after Dolores O'Riordan wrote that song, and after she was married, the dude she wrote the song about wrote her a letter. Because he knew the song was about him, and he wanted to meet up. So what I do you told think? you he'd come yeah. crawling back. Yeah. So what do you, well, it's just like my story. You know, I can't tell how many <laughs> women rejected me. And then like when I got famous, I heard from them, you know, hey, why don't we get together? You know, I always liked you. Did go, no, she you get didn't. together with him? Nope. Didn't even reply to the letter. Good for her. Good. Good for her. Linger. Good song. Linger was the Cranberries' first big international hit. Yeah, it was. Huge. And like. You always read this. They claim they were overwhelmed by the instant fame. Me? I don't get overwhelmed by fame. I say thank God for it. I didn't like not being famous. Yeah, but they're from Ireland. There are not even that many people there. And so you don't ever expect to have worldwide fame. Please. Dolores realized their fame when she was chased out of a shop by fans and had to run three blocks and hide behind a dumpster. Me? When people started chasing me, I was like, Thank God somebody notices me finally. Please. I was so happy. You were, you were begging to get out of there. Oh, stop it. <laughs> somebody <you> saved me. <laughs> I was on the radio in Detroit. I would go to parties. People go, what do you do for a living? I said, oh, I'm on the radio. And they would go, 
Really? What station? I tell them, I go, oh, is that still around? I didn't know. They never <laughs> even heard of me. Well, anyway, but Dolores Look, was more I was sensitive. there in Washington when that riot broke out. You didn't well, seem to want to stay around. Well, that was scary. But I, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we had a riot. We were, we were very popular in Washington, D.C. early on when we got together. <laughs> we went to, I think, a record store. Where did we go? Where no, that, riot that was occurred? the Woodward and Lothrop. We were in a department yeah. store. It, it was like a five and dime, wasn't it? Like a five and ten store? No, that was the big department store in uh oh, yeah? in Washington. And why were we there? Yeah. I forget, but we were sitting right, you know, in the middle of the, you know, the entrance to the store. Yeah. And then a riot broke out. Yeah, people yeah. just were climbing <laughs> over things, knocking I'm like, down things. I go, "Who's here that there's a riot breaking out?" <laughs> <laughs> Who Well, maybe the stones are here. In the same store. Behind us. So people started going berserk, like they were on a, an airplane. <laughs> yeah. Nuts. I was like, oh, that's, hey, the show's really taken off. There's some good, <laughs> some good indications here. A lot better than Detroit. Hey, by the way, I just have to mention this. Jada Pinkett Smith is still hocking that book where, you know, she was like, every minute, Will Smith, Will Smith this, Will Smith that, Will Smith. I'm breaking up with him. I'm not breaking up, you know. But anyway, she went on the Drew Barrymore show. Yeah, I saw a promo for that. Yeah, she's not stopping, man. There's no end to this whole let's humiliate Will Smith thing. But there, she did clear up some stuff. She said that oh, uh, yeah? she and Will are staying together. But I think even she's getting bored of talking about it. It just sounded like, you know. Well, this you has don't been want... a long tour for a book, man. I'm telling you. Oh, and it's the same thing. It's like, Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. I'm with him. I'm not with him. I cheated on him. I didn't cheat on him. But she's still out there promoting it. Is anyone still on the fence about buying this book? I mean, either you're going to buy it or you're not. Could they be? Yeah, everybody knows about it by now. And can I separate you from the man? Because you are the woman. You absolutely can. To know and whether you're. You know, in a many different evolutions of your of your story, right? I feel like maybe your and his shadow s- separated in a way in this book, whether they stay together forever or not. Right? You know, it sounds like you're staying together. We're forever. staying together forever. Perfect. I okay. tried. Um, we tried. Great. We were broken up, but now we're together. But now we're going to stay Shadows are together, shadows are separating. Will Smith, uh, we're together, we're not. 
we're together, we're not, we're together, we're right now we're together, but we're not, we were not together for six years, but now we are together, together forever. We moved apart and then we came together and then we went apart again and now we are together again. And when we went to the Academy Awards, we were not together. I left together with him. I, no, I went to the Academy Awards. We were apart. But after he smacked uh, Chris Rock, we I left there as Mrs. Will Smith. He is my husband. Oh, no, wait a second. No, no he isn't. No, he is. I love Will. Wait a second. I don't love Will. I love Will. I don't love Will. <laughs> I love Isn't Will it great so much. To be with someone that confused. Are we together yeah. today, honey? <laughs> I love Will. I love Will. <laughs> I love Will. Alopecia. I love Will. I don't love Will. Alopecia. I don't love Will. Chris Rock. G.I. Jane 2. G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane 2. Will Smith. We're in love, but we do not like each other. We have separated, but we are now together. Will Smith. I'm in his shadow. He's in mine, but I am out of his shadow now, but we are staying together. I'm cheating on Will, but I never cheated on Will. I'm cheating on Will, but I'm not cheating on Will. We have an open marriage. Now it's closed again. Now it's open. It's closed again. I love, I hate, I love, I love. I love, I hate, I hate, I hate, I love, I love, I hate. Poor Will Smith. He has to watch a talk show to find out if he has a wife that day. Buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. Please buy my book. He'll find out everything about Will Smith and his marriage and his kids, and you will hear from me directly. You'll find out if I love Will and if I don't love Will. You'll find out if I cheated, if I didn't cheat. This is love. This is hate. This is fun. This is great. Uh, the book is currently Drew Barrymore. not on. Well, yeah. it's not on. What? It's not on the. Um, it's not on Amazon's top 100 bestsellers list. Oh, so she still has to be out there, you know, hawking. Mm. But Drew played it right because she's like, I know you, and but, 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 you but, 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 are separated yourself from him in this shadow. book. Yes. Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith. We swing, we don't swing, we swing. Do we swing? Is, is that been ever cleared up? We swing, we don't swing, we swing, we don't swing. <laughs> wild, wild west, fresh prince, Independence Day, Will Smith, it's a bestseller, it's not a bestseller. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Tupac, Tupac, Tupac. I wanna fuck, I didn't wanna fuck. We were friends, but we were emotionally connected. Will, 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 Tupac, Will Smith. Tupac with table talk. I suck the cock in a box with a fog. I say leave it alone, Robin. Leave it alone. It's enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song. You don't need to know that much about 
that marriage. Do we? I mean, what um, will, if we become experts on their marriage, how what that can help? we do with that? Yeah, what can we do with that? It's so, Robin, it's so fascinating to know. <laughs> I fucked my husband and sometime then I fucked this other guy. What, ba, ba, was ba, there ba, another ba, guy? Yes, some young guy. I fucked some young guy. my son's best friend. I fucked my son's best friend. I fucked my husband. I fucked this guy. I fucked that guy. But I'm not Tupac. I didn't fuck Tupac. Tupac was my friend, he loved me, but at that time I just respected him. Respect our privacy, just kidding, buy this stupid fucking book. I'm bald, but I'm not bald, I have alopecia, Chris Rock made fun, but he didn't name G.I. Gene too. Wow. <laughs> Poor Will Smith. Probably sitting there all shook up. It's like, I'm, I'm a famous guy. I, I don't need this aggravation. But they're together, according to the Drew Barrymore show. Okay. Now, can they stop talking about their marriage and leave us alone? I don't know. Maybe there'll be another book. There's <laughs> shit's happening right now that's, prepared, you know, that they're writing down. Oh, dear. Uh, all right. Anyway. Could we put her red table talk on uh, on Howard 101? Because she's looking for an outlet. <laughs> Is she really? Maybe I'll put it on there because we could goof on it. Uh, Jada Pinkett's book is currently listed as number 2,634 on Amazon's bestsellers rank. So I guess most people don't give a shit. You know? Mm. I mean, what a shame. What a shame. All that promotion and carrying on. It's not working. I, I don't think so. Doesn't look good. But she's hot. I'll give her that. I'll she's tell you beautiful. what. Yeah. Every time I see her, I'm like, how could she be upset about anything? Right. When you're that hot, why are you upset? I mean, if I was hot, I would never be upset. <laughs> never be upset. <laughs> no, I mean, my, all of my problems stem from my face and my disgusting body. I look in the mirror and every day is bad. But if I was hot and I had, you know, abs and I looked like, um, I don't know, like Brad Pitt, I'd be, every day would be a party. You'd get up and with a big smile on your face and run to the mirror. Fuck yeah. I'd be, I'd be like, let's get out of bed and enjoy everyone looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My wife always wants to take selfies with me. And I'm like, honey, you look good. You're attractive. I'm not. I don't want to take selfies. It doesn't turn out well for me, but she insists. She loves uh, the way you look. I keep telling you that. That's so what she, she says. What talking about. I can't believe it. Mm, I begged her yesterday, please have sex with me on your period. She was not hearing about it. Oh, boy. She says, just calm down. In two days, you'll get what you need. Oh, come on. I'm burning with desire. You were the one who were starving yourself. Now you yeah. want her to break I mean, a rule. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't understand. Are you like that when you, when you, you know, when you were in that state? Were you, were you uptight about your period or would guys fuck you on your period? I have done it, but it wasn't like what you I prefer. No. You didn't feel fresh. No. Is that what it's and about? And you want to like, run out of the bed because you're afraid what what happens yeah. to the bed. Yeah, that's her issue. And I'm like, honey, let's just put down a towel. 
I've been with plenty of women when they were on their period, and quite frankly, it didn't slow me down one bit. I, I you one don't time want I went the bed to look like a murder scene. I don't care. <laughs> I you want it to look care. like murder. Looks like <laughs> my cock feels big when people are bleeding. <laughs> wow! Look what I did to you. Anyway, the thing with Jada Pinkett's book is. Who needs to read the book when she gives away all the info on every talk show out there? You know what I mean? Part of it is that, too. But, yeah, there is no intrigue. What else is in the book? It's all about them, right? And their marriage. Yeah, yeah. and she went on the Today Show and gave away the best parts. I would have gone on the Today Show and listened. I'm not talking about Will Smith. you got to read about it. I tell you everything. I tell you whether I'm fucking him, whether whether we're together, but you you got to go buy the book. People go no, on she, and they remember when she went back on afterward to clear up some things. Let yeah. the book clear it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go read my book. <laughs> clear things up. Like somebody was sitting and waiting for it to be cleared up. Hoda was. <laughs> Hoda yeah. was bad so marketing after that interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hoda was. Hoda was like, "You got to come back. We don't know what you said. We can't figure it out." Yeah. Well, Jada did say that. That she is going, she's going to uh, write a book possibly with Will now oh, called Don't Try This at Home. So maybe, maybe that's the next move, like where Will participates in the book, which is cool. So maybe you'll buy that, Robin, you know, and this time uh, they won't. I don't think so. Yeah. You don't want to know everything, but from I'm his point of view. I'm done. I'm you done are? with them. <laughs> You're done with them. You don't want to know anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me read you what uh, people wrote to us. Jesus. Oh, I got so many. Oh, yeah, I, uh, let me, before I read to you what people wrote to us, I got to bring this up, man. This is just so disgusting. And this involves staff members, but I got to bring it up. So, you know, many of our staff post COVID and post uh, pandemic, you know, we have, we are now returned to the studio. Uh, everybody kind of comes in and, uh, you know, does their thing. So now, so John Blit was saying this morning, you know, the vending machine, the machine area at the Sirius XM yeah. where the vending machines are. Mm-hmm. He goes over to buy something at the vending machine, walks in. Who's there? Richard Christie. But he's by the sink. You know how there's like a little kitchenette in there? Right. Yeah. Richard is brushed. This is a Richard Christie is a guy who didn't brush his teeth for years. He's in there brushing his teeth. Now. It's a communal kitchen where people buy stuff, and he's in there brushing his teeth. And you know how gross it is when people brush their it's teeth, they're spitting. It's for eating, yes. It's for it's eating, for right. eating or preparing food. Richard is so, first of all, Richard never thought it was important to brush his teeth before. Secondly, why not brush your teeth at home? And thirdly, let's say you're now a freak for brushing your teeth. Go in the men's room. There's even yeah, private there's men's rooms. There's plenty of places to and brush, brush your, teeth. your teeth. So uh, before we move on to the fan mail, Richard, can you tell me why in God's name you're brushing your teeth in a communal... Like, Doesn't it occur to you that other people might be grossed out? Yeah, I'm sure he's running into the studio now and he's going to have some really weird explanation. Look at him. What a mess. Oh, my. Whoa. <laughs> Why are you so red? Where did you come from? <laughs> I ran happened? down the hall. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at you. What, Dude. Wow. How, why in God's name, a guy who doesn't brush his teeth, like a guy who brushed, who barely brushed his teeth for years, why in God's name did you have to go to the communal area and brush your teeth? Explain it to me. 
Well, my mouth tasted weird and awful for one reason. I hadn't washed it when I got up. I hadn't brushed my teeth yet. But why not brush your teeth at home? That's what I do. The second I get up, you know, the first thing I do is take a piss. The second thing I do is brush my teeth. Well, I was staying with a friend in the city, and I didn't want to wake them up by brushing my teeth. So Okay. All right. That's a perfectly reasonable explanation, although I think I think he could have done it quietly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shut the bathroom door. I'm a very aggressive brusher. Sorry. I got All a lot right, of junk in there, junk in my teeth. Why? Oh. But I mean, you, you're a guy who claimed you never brushed your teeth during your entire high school years. Am I, am I saying something wrong here? A, no. cu- a couple of times throughout high school, I brushed my teeth. I used to get canker sores. I right. had to take canker sore medicine because my mouth was so messed up from not brushing my teeth. Okay. So then why wouldn't you brush your teeth in the bathroom? where it might be more socially acceptable and expected, or go to one of our singular, you know, we do have a singular bathroom as well. Why, why, why would you not, why would you go to the pretzel and, and food area? You know what I mean? It's so gross. Well, and because I'm, I know this is going to not make sense, but I don't want feces particles on yeah. my toothbrush yeah because i rinse my i rinse my underwear in the coffee maker so it's, <laughs> it's one stop away yeah mm. blit what blit were you grossed out i mean when you see this fucking maniac in there brushing his teeth where everybody eats it's just just it's just remarkable yeah but it's I, remarkable. I, i've seen people brush their teeth in the the bathroom here and i don't know it's just like there's f- you know feces things floating yeah. around and it just doesn't you, sound appetizing to me were you grossed out? I mean, I thought it was you know, great. I loved every, oh my God, I loved every second of it. It was the best thing I've we, seen all week. We it was a, amazing. We had a conversation while I was brushing my teeth. So yeah. I, I was probably flying out <laughs> and of he's, my mouth. And he's spitting into the oh, sink that everyone uses for cooking and, br- and all. Brushing his teeth with such uh, a zest for uh, dental care and dental hygiene. <laughs> right. It was, he was going for it like there was no tomorrow. Oh, it was amazing. I was, I was yeah. asking John all about his Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner and it was. And no, and no, and no, and no awareness that other people use that area for for kitchen and cooking and well john john was so nice he goes is it okay if i you know tell everybody that you're brushing your teeth in here and i was like why yeah why wouldn't you tell people there's nothing (laughs) wrong with it thanks so gross nothing wrong with it there should Um, be a channel dedicated to that just like 24 hours of just richard brushing his teeth in weird Mm, different places smr yeah Yeah. Yeah. and here's a uh richard is gross song I'll masturbate and just pull my underwear up after I'm done. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. Uh, oh, you said it. Oh, well, I know I did. And it's so funny, too, Howard. Like, people around here, I could tell they're grossed out by me. Like, Chris mm-hmm. Wilding, I went to fist bump him ago, and he, would, he used his elbow to fist bump me. <laughs> he wouldn't even fist bump me. I was, wouldn't touch you. I really wouldn't. <laughs> Talk about when you used to do that pee trick where... You would walk away from um, the guest bathroom toilet as you were peeing to see how far you could get away. <laughs> oh yeah, that's oh, a yeah, fun. We had him, yeah. And he had to stop. We made him stop. Because, My Kansas fire hose. <laughs> yeah, mm. I got quite a stream, Fred. Yeah. yeah, you used to pee and back up, right, and then see how far you could. Walk. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it's disgusting. I it's could get disgusting. like six feet, Howard. It's pretty impressive. As oh. I get older, that as I get older, though, my stream's not as strong. Yeah. Oh, wait till well, you see, man. Well, but then don't you get pee on the floor? 
Oh yeah. Well, there's usually a, uh, yeah. there's usually a, and on the seat too. Well, there's usually a puddle in front of the first urinal anyway. So it's like, and you don't and you don't clean it up, right? I mean, it's just there. Nah. It's just, yeah, you're not nah. cleaning it up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Howard, you know what's funny? You were talking about crazy airlines uh, bathroom stuff on the flight to Ronnie's wedding. The toilets weren't working on the plane. They made an announcement about an hour into the flight, and I was like, "Well, what am I going to do?" And I was like, "Well, I still got to piss." And I went into the the plane bathroom and there was a shit pile so high that that when you closed the 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 toilet seat there was a mark on the bottom of the toilet seat of shit and i god i peed on top of all of it i was like i don't care i gotta go like piss lava i was like one of those volcanoes you make in school i've done that yeah i sometimes go to have to go to a porta potty because i can't hold it in so long when my wife and i go for a walk and i know where there's a porta potty and the thing is just piled high with shit and it's just like so disgusting there's flies there's all kind of, and i just gotta pee and i pee in there and it's like it's so i'm like i hope like shit can't travel up my urine stream yeah it's running me. up your stream Does it, yeah. do you ever get it splashing on you from a porta potty no. i've had that it's the worst yeah. of course you've had that you're so gross <laughs> Masturbated three times without like cleaning up. (laughs) (laughs) They find all the gyms for me. What do you mean you didn't clean up after you? Where did you leave your jizz? Uh, you just saw on myself usually. Okay, this was before I was married. I was. Oh, I was very. And then you you'd get dressed. Oh yeah. Dry and you'd get dressed. I was an electrician. Nobody cared if I was clean. I was an electrician. You blow a load on your belly. Mm-hmm. Like you're laying down, and then and then you would just like not even wipe it off. Uh, yeah. Uh, and th- uh, th- then what would you put your shirt on? Uh, underwear on. Yeah. Uh, it was usually and, and, and it would drip into your underpants. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and it would drip down your belly. And what happened when you put your shirt on? Uh, well, it would dry overnight while I was sleeping. Oh, yeah. oh I see. Oh, That's you germ off and fall asleep. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you. Fucking mm. animal. This was when I was living in a storage unit too, Howard, mm. and I wouldn't shower for weeks because I didn't have a oh. shower. I had an outdoor hose, and in the wintertime, it still gets cold outside in Florida, and I would go weeks. I couldn't shower. Oh, I believe you, Richard. Don't worry. I'm, uh, you don't need to take a lie detector test. <laughs> Can Richard masturbate in the in the kitchen here or no? Is that, no. no. <laughs> Richard, no. we're talking Tell about the story. old days. <laughs> Tell the story when you sat in a homeless guy's shit. On the subway. Oh, oh, yeah. And then what, and what'd you do afterwards? You came to work. You didn't even go home and change. No. Well, no, this was actually, so I was living in the city at the time. This was about 20 years ago when I first started working for you. And, uh, I had gotten dressed and I was taking the subway to a, my favorite heavy metal bar, Duff's, out in Brooklyn. It was a long ways away from where I lived. And, right. So I was wearing my headphones and, and I've learned my lesson after this, like always have one headphone out so I can hear people are yelling at me and warning me about something. So I just, I listening to blaring heavy metal music. I sit down on the subway seat and, and I didn't, I didn't realize like usually there's no open subway seats during rush hour and somehow there was an open seat. And then I saw people waving their hands in front of me because I couldn't hear them and they're pointing at my seat and i get up and i look and there's a pile of shit that i had just sit in in the subway seat and 
uh, by then I was about halfway to Brooklyn and I was like, fuck, I'm not going to go home all the way back home, change and go back out to Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm going to miss happy Why hour. Why would you do that? Why would yeah. you do that? Yeah. So I got some napkins after I got off the yeah. subway, oh, wiped oh, off what mm. I could and went to the oh, bar and yeah. had a you good time. You must have smelled like, like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, it smelled bad. Yeah. <laughs> He By the way, can I compliment? He couldn't pick up women. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please. Oh, I can gave I, up after a while, Robin. After ten years, you kind of just say screw it. I want to compliment the Richard Puppet. I mean, he's got a full Halloween basement yeah. set. I mean, yeah. He looks exactly. I'm oh, looking wow. at him. He looks more like Richard than Richard does. Yeah. That's a good puppet. I yeah. love it. I'm standing but, right by next the way, to it. It's great. Yeah, I'll tell you what I used to do when I let the cum dry on my belly. I'd wait all night until it dried, and then I'd wake up, and I'd peel it off my belly, and I'd eat it like a potato chip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? The puppet's mm. even grosser than me. Mm. Oh, mm. man. Uh, look at the puppet. has, like, big, um, like, uh, blotchy eyes, yeah. like, the, is, where's yeah, something? I, I don't know my what raccoon that big eyes. circle is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I eat a lot of raccoons, so I have raccoon eyes. Yeah. I have. I have. Yeah. You want to hear how gross uh, New York City is? Richard, tell tell everyone you saw you thought you saw a cat today on the way into work oh yeah well this morning was crazy like i there's a lot going on here because of this tree lighting and and i was downstairs first off yeah i thought i saw a cat i was like oh that's sad it's a stray cat running by and then i re looked closer i'm like there's no fur on its tail i'm like oh shit that's a rat it was a yeah. rat the size of a cat I, it, the biggest one i've ever seen and oh. I, I even went to try to chase it to get a picture and it just ran and disappeared <laughs> I wanted to get catch my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then, then a guy started screaming, fuck the tree and screaming at the Rockefeller tree. And, and I, I was like, I had got away from him. I walked away because this guy's screaming at the tree. And so there's another tree that I started taking a picture of because it was pretty. And the guy saw me taking a picture and started coming after me. Like, fuck that tree, too. He was mad that I was taking a picture of a Christmas tree. And oh. it was it was a surreal uh, morning, definitely. Yeah. And there's like oh. helicopters flying everywhere around here now, too. Yeah, what's that about? I guess uh, security. like security, yeah, yeah, for the tree. Tell the story when you lived in the storage unit in Florida and you used to throw your wet towel in the corner for days and just leave it there and then you'd use it again and then it would be mildewy and covered with fire ants. Oh my God, yeah, well, yeah. it's funny, so... I was, funny. Well, well, yeah. Now it's funny. At the time, it wasn't. Me and a buddy were going to see the premiere of the movie, The Blair Witch Project. And it was like a big deal that we got tickets. And so I was going to dress up. I finally was going to shower for something because it was a nice yeah, thing. And yeah. uh, so this towel, yeah, I had used it to towel off outside. I had a ho <laughs> garden hose I would shower with. And I didn't have a washing machine. So I just throw it and let it dry out on the floor. So I guess fire ants are attracted to moisture. So I right. get out of, I get done hosing off and I go back into my storage unit and start patting my face down with this towel. And all of a sudden my face starts burning. 
And I was like, what the hell? And I looked down and literally like millions of fire ants are, are gathered on this oh. wet towel. And then I had Disgusting. fire ant bites all over my face. And me and my buddy still went to the movie and people were freaked. Like they wasn't sitting near me. They thought I had <laughs> measles or something. And you know what's sad? This dude was voted the number one heavy metal drummer and was in a band. And this is how he was living. But this is the other end of the music business that you don't see enough. Like he you know, we see Lars or we see, you know, we, we see Eddie Vedder, we see Bruce Springsteen, but this Tommy this, Lee, who, Tommy Lee, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Richard spent years perfecting his drumming and now he's got fire amp bites and people won't go near him and he can't get laid. Well, that's the yeah. reason I was so good, Howard, is because I would literally practice five hours a day by myself in the storage unit and then practice another three hours with my band and and. It was because I never got laid and because I lived in a storage unit. I got so good at, at drumming. So, you know, Jesus. I time for another song, Richard. It's beginning to smell a lot like horse shit. It must be Richard Christie. <laughs> There you go. Short and sweet. <laughs> yeah, we don't we get right to the point with our songs. Uh, anyway, um, let's go to. Oh, wait, here's look who's on the phone. This is awesome. You guys will love this. This is the rat that Richard saw this morning. Oh. <laughs> hey, Hello, rat. Rat. I, I, I was running down the street. I saw this guy who looked like he'd never brushed his teeth before. It grossed me the fuck out. <laughs> really? <laughs> it, wow. it ruined my morning. I couldn't even finish my piss and trash breakfast. <laughs> wow. I can't believe the rat was grossed out by Richard. It I can't believe breath. it. It smelled yeah, my thank breath. It smelled my breath uh, all right, boys. Thanks for that. Thank and uh, you, thank, you, uh, thank you, Richard. You, no, yeah, I got to go out in the lobby and bite my toenails. I hear you, Richard Puppet. Boy, that Richard Puppet looks good. We got to get that up on the app. You, you know what, Fred? You yeah. should do a whole Richard Puppet show and just put it up on the app. <laughs> It's fucking remarkable. Mm, it's a remarkable yeah, likeness. Yeah. yeah. I want my earwax on the back of Gary's office chair. Yeah. Mm, it's like, mm. it's like, um, it's like the Richard puppet looks, got that same dopey, like, <laughs> look on his face. It's like a half smile. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, yellow teeth. Yellow teeth. It's my favorite. <laughs> I love, it's there's got, a little, there's a little too much hair up top yeah, now. Richard yeah, is losing more hair. Yeah. You know what you want to do for Christmas as a, as a gift to our subscribers? Yeah. Fred's got like a bunch of puppets with really yeah. great sets. Why don't you just like we can sit down with the writers and you guys write up like a five minute mm. sketch between yeah. all the puppets? I'd watch that for Christmas. Yeah. I'd love that. Yeah. I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pile of puppets next to Fred. It's so great. Yeah. And I have reindeer shit in my hair. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just mm. looking behind the puppet in that toilet. Is there? Remember when Richard's bathroom was the so disgusting? It was caked. Oh, we did with... a tour of it for Halloween, Rob. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, oh, you know what it is. Rhyme. <laughs> uh, listeners should know this. So on the app, we whenever Fred does a puppet thing, we have a green screen behind him, so we can put him virtually in like Richard's basement. And there's a lot of good sets there. I see potential here for a five minute tight sketch. You know, maybe starring Richard Puppet. Who else you got? Uh, Bobo Puppet. I, can I hold up my favorite? Can I hold up my favorite one, Howard? Wait, go ahead. Yeah. 
the Benji. Oh, the Benji oh, puppet. Benji. <laughs> it's blotchy. It's, yeah. I love the. It's got the blotch on the cheeks. Yeah. It's so. What cute. I love. What I love about the Benji puppet is that stupid hat he wears, so no one will know he's bald. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's like I mean? a plain black hat. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't want anyone to see my head. <laughs> Here, I'll That's see great. if I can work Benji for you. Yeah, work it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Where's my beans? <laughs> my garbanzo beans. Yeah. Bean juice. Where's my bean juice that I drink? I drain it out of the can. <laughs> oh, it's Benji's funny too. We, we do these camera checks every morning before the show. And a lot of times he'll have his cabinet doors open and you can see the beans in there. I'm like, Benji, <laughs> you close your cabinet door. There's beans in the background. What's with the beans? I mean, is that what he, is that how he's losing weight? He just eats cans of beans. Only the juice, Howard. Oh, <laughs> the bean juice is low calorie. Yeah, don't eat the beans. You just drink the juice. Yeah, yeah I'm telling you, it's mm. it's pretty funny watching Richard and uh, Fred work those puppets. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, there's something there. Yeah, hey, Richard yeah. puppet, you want to make out? Yeah, I think I'd like that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> can you taste the raccoon jizz? Oh yeah. Hey, Richard, ha- get in, get on the green screen and see if Benji Puppet can visit Richard Puppet. Uh, I'm getting some ideas okay, let me here. Step some, over. Yeah, you know, like like Benji goes. Up, Benji's wearing like a shirt that's too small for him, and it's belly sticking Which is out. It's perfect, right? Yeah, it's sure good, it's too yeah. small for Benji. Oh look, look, there's Benji over Richard's place. <laughs> hey, Benji, what are you doing there? I'm visiting Richard. Yeah, I think we're going to blow each other in about a half an hour. Mm, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. For a joke, right? No. No, I like it's... blowing guys, yeah. Oh, you're finally <laughs> yeah. willing to admit it. Yeah. If Richard, could, you like blowing guys? I like blowing guys, especially. Could you do my favorite, like, uh, Brad Pitt movie, and while I'm blowing you? Yeah, mm. I'll be Brad Pitt from yeah. Legends of the Fall with that, his shirt off. That'd be great. We could get you a fake wig. We put your this big wig on. <laughs> you guys, I'm, I'm giving you guys an assignment. <laughs> Take all the puppets and put together some kind of funny show, but uh, mm. and don't run it by Will, because, you know. <laughs> his, his sensibilities are off lately. All right, he thanks, guys. He won't know. He won't hey, there you go. Could, he, won't know. he doesn't know what's funny. Could I put a part in there where uh, Charlie Sheen kind of comes in? Oh, no. I scrapped no, no. that. Sorry. Howard, you're no. going to have Mm-mm. to kick me out of here because I won't leave like the real Benji. <laughs> That's funny. I'm not leaving. I like it. you got to yeah, turn I'm... off my camera. Right. <laughs> Maybe right. we go upstairs and spoon a little bit later on. My wife won't mind. Mm-mm. Howard, I'm pissed. Have, mm-mm. For real, I'm pissed. I won't leave, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do I get rid of those two? <laughs> Got to do what you usually do. Turn off that mic. <laughs> Turn I'm off trying. the camera. <laughs> See, here's Bobo. We haven't heard from Bobo today. I'm There's sure a Bobo isn't. puppet that could be in. Hey, how you doing there, Howard? Yeah. What's going on? Hey, Bobo. What's uh, up? You plan on doing any more, like, live remote shows for the new year like you did in Miami? That was so great. You had all the boys in there face-to-face. Yeah. It was great chemistry, you know? Yeah, I saw, um, what did I see? Scott Greenstein, I think, was asking me if I would be doing some shows in Miami. I'm probably going to do one. Scott wants me over there. So I'll probably go down there and, uh, yeah, I wanted to do a show from LA this year, but then with the pandemic again, we had a problem and then the strike happened, the writer's strike. And 
Right. It was a actor strike, so it was just a fucking mess. So, yeah, I am planning some shows where I'll go down and, uh, you know, hang out there and see see what see what we could get into. Yeah, we are. That's cool. Now, listen, one more thing. I'm really concerned this is bothering me. Maybe you can help uh, me out. That burping. if I retire completely, because, you know, I'm semi-retired, that my brain will turn to mush. <laughs> According to That's Dr. Agus. How will we know? <laughs> no, seriously. I don't want my brain to turn to mush. Because you got to constantly... What you laughing? You got to constantly cha- challenge yourself on a day to day basis, you know. And if you totally retire, what do you think about that? Well, they do say if you don't engage your brain, you lose it. But I think you'll be safe. I don't think anything could happen more to your brain than it's already happened. I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't want to lose any more brain cells, and I can't at <laughs> all do that. <laughs> uh, oh, there's the Bobo puppet. All right, enough with the puppets. All right, thank you, Bobo. Who cares? Bobo nervous, his brain will go to mush. Okay, let me just wrap things up right now with um, some of the fan mail. I promised you that. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Not a lot of it, but uh, people were mostly fascinated with Sal's breathwork journey. We played for you yesterday clips of Sal at a breathwork seminar where you breathe and there was crying and there was screaming and I wondered what people would think of that. Well, from what I'm reading here, listeners were very amused as I was. (laughs) Howard, I can't believe the same guy who jerked off at work is now going to breath work seminars. Sal runs the gamut of ludicrous extracurricular activities. Uh, Howard, normally, oh, this person's taken. Normally, I laugh at Sal, but I agree with him about shadow people. One night, listen to this. One night when I was five, I saw the shadow of a crouched figure outside my bedroom. Paranormal investigators believe shadow figures are spirits that did not previously inhabit a body. What investigator? (laughs) Investigators. Who Who was the investigator? Yeah, these experts he went to. Name them. I mean, read that sentence again. Um, gee, uh, when I was, uh, five, I saw a shadow person. You should have seen the shadow. I saw my Jerry Mahoney dummy come to life. (laughs) I did, but that doesn't mean I believe that puppets can come alive. I was just scared. What are you going to do? Howard, if Sal needs to scream and cry to get in touch with his spirit guides, he doesn't need breath work. He just needs that hypnotist to tell him his cock is gone again. Well, that's the truth. (laughs) Howard, that woman screaming over the music sounded exactly like Yoko Ono. I can't believe Sal actually paid to hear that. One question. Did he pay for the seminar in dimes? Okay. Uh, hey, I, uh, there's Sal. Uh, By the way, a couple of notes uh, now that you guys are amused by this. Wolfie did tell me yesterday that off air that uh, he said all of the women at Breathwork were very attractive, which shocked the fuck out of me. Really? He says, great place for single guys, like really sort of, you know, messed up, you know, mentally because they're doing Breathwork. So it's probably a great place to hook up. Uh, uh, Wolfie, you got any more details on that? Like, like, are they all tens? Are they sevens? What are we looking at here? 
a lot of tens and just like a lot of broken women. Like if you're a single guy, I recommend you go there. You, you will pick up chicks easily. Yeah. Most wow. women that I ever dated were broken because, uh, you know, I wasn't going to get somebody who had a normal sort of, you know, psyche. You guys troll for broken women. <laughs> oh, when I was younger, I'm... before I was famous, the only women who would date me were broken women. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> a lot of women crying, like emotional issues. Like, again, a good hangout for guys. I recommend you go there. By the way, what do most of the women wear? Because I'm picturing if they're going to be laying down on yoga mats and stuff that they're like in yoga pants and things. You would be correct, sir. Yoga pants. That was that was the look of the day. Everyone really? was wearing them. Yep. A room full of damaged tens. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My rod is expanding as you speak. <laughs> In yoga pants? So and like, you what would are they wearing? be laughing at Sal a few years ago. You would have been with him. <laughs> and like, what are they wearing on top? Like, uh, like sports bras, like exercise outfits, and then they're laying in sleeping bags. It was, it was an interesting scene for sure. Was uh, Sal super focused on them or, or what? Oh, I said, I, I saw him at one point. He just disappeared and he was talking to two women, like a very in-depth conversation. So, yeah, he was he was having fun. You know who's kind of smart was Benji. You're, you know, Benji has a hard time getting laid. And, and uh, he used to go to these breathwork seminars. And uh, he said, women are nice to you, even if you're gross. Like, I mean, you know, even when he was really? fattest. Really? the breath yeah. work? <laughs> because people who go to breath work are like, you know, I don't look at the outside. I, you know, I look inward. They're so trying Benji to be spiritual and holistic. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, well, a lot they, of hippie well, they wouldn't fuck. Yeah, a lot of hippie chicks. They wouldn't fuck Benji, but they were nice to him at least. <laughs> <laughs> They'd at least have a conversation. Benji, is it true? Am I speaking out of school? I mean, uh, what happened? No, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I've gone to the breath work kind of stuff and one, the chicks are really good looking and they're nice to you. Like you can be really gross and they'll talk to you. <laughs> they touch you during the class. At least wow. I don't know if Sal's did, but they would touch my chest during the class. And it, it why really would they touch good. you? Like what, like what, what was up there? I think it was something spiritual, like they're supposed to ground you or something, uh -huh. but it just, it's like, oh my God, it feels so good. This chick's Did any women touch Sal, uh, Wolfie, or was like Sal too gross for them? No, no, no women touched him. Uh, I, I saw like uh, Vitaly and a couple of the guys came and like pressed their hands on him a couple of times, but I don't think any, any women touched Sal. So well, he attracted uh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sal got a few dudes to touch him. <laughs> Way to go, Sal. Oh, somebody touched him. Uh, I have a, I have a bonus clip from the package, uh, yesterday. Wolfie yeah. made me aware that there were outtakes and things. So, um, I don't know. I'll play this. So while they were at the breath work thing, Sal started screaming and a flood of emotion came out of Sal. And at one point, I don't even know why we didn't play this yesterday, but at one point, Sal started talking to his dead family members like he was oh. <laughs> but like you're taping this thing. Are you like flipping out with this guy or what? I, I was just trying not to laugh at certain points. All these women are screaming and crying and then Sal's doing it. And like, I had to turn my head to the side and just hold the microphone. It was <laughs> Here's, Sal. Here's Sal thanking his dead family members. Oh. <laughs> Douchebag. 
Nona Pizza, thanks to thank you so much for everything you've given me, for all the sacrifices you made for me, for being so kind, loving and And what is that dopey voice he puts on? Like it's like what is that? He was kind of in a trance, it seemed like. I, I, I don't like, know. It was just the mood they put you in. Like, people were just under. And then, like I said, the emotions yeah. were coming out of them. Yeah, whenever Sal gets spiritual, he has a dopey voice. Like, it's dopier <laughs> than his normal voice. Caring, taking care of me no matter what, for loving me for who I was, no matter what. Oh. No matter what time of day I came. I want to meet the dead relative that loved Sal no matter what. Like, while he was jerking off and and. And drilling holes in the bathrooms to look at his relatives. Over, you took care of me. It could be two in the morning, and you would open the door and make me food. And Luis was so kind and loving and caring. And <laughs> Grandma Nina <laughs> took me in. <laughs> Grandma Nina. <laughs> it sounds like a fly buzzing around. And, he and he's the all stuffed up, you know. Yeah, he's like, all stuffed all up, yeah. Nasal. Yeah. <laughs> and I like what's going on in the background. People are screaming. Yeah. From, from Italy. And I came back from Italy, and you gave me a place to stay. And you're always so kind. I told you, crazy inspires crazy. Like, like Sal's getting all worked up because he has other people yelling. He doesn't want to be like that. caring. And, uh... It's my writer. beautiful mother. <laughs> You were just the greatest, most wonderful person in the world. You were the most wonderful person I ever met. The most beautiful sound I ever heard. Maria, Maria, you remember from playing Maria? Fuck. Did you start doing I don't that weird think shit? He was in a trance at all. I think he's just doing what everybody else in the room is right. doing. Because Sal's susceptible to whatever's going on yeah. in the room. Yeah. You don't want to be left out. I tell you, he's like the guy who drinks the Kool Aid at the uh, compound. You know what I mean? It's like, well, everyone else is drinking Kool Aid. I want to go meet my maker. <laughs> did you ever get that worked up, Benji? Or did, did this seem fun? I when I went, I was pretty depressed, and I did start crying, and I was like <laughs> well, wailing. You cried anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, no but one was, was good, touching like, you. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, the more you cried, the more the 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 girl touched you and stuff. Right. <laughs> and there was also a point where I my I don't remember if we were blindfolded or our eyes were closed. I started feeling like liquid go on me. I I I thought she was peeing on me, <laughs> but I found out later they just like sprinkle water on you. <laughs> There's the Benji squirt. puppet. <laughs> hey, what about uh, Sal? Sal says he has nothing to add to the conversation. He doesn't want to get his oh, balls busted. Oh, now he's pissed at us. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice> piss. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He has no more. He has nothing left inside. <laughs> Sal, what's that voice you put on when you're, you know, in tr in a trance? Like what is like? I want to thank my aunt Sally who did that for me, and then she went me. I want to What's that voice when you're like under the influence? I'm not. What first of all, it? I'm not. I'm not pissed. Um, oh, that voice. I don't know what that voice is to tell you the truth. It just right. It just happens from another comes from another spirituality i guess i'm in such a uh different state of mind that yeah D different dimension probably uh, it, it truly feels that way yeah yeah you're special 
the fact that you can get that voice and it, it overtakes you. Like right. so many of us. Other dimensions. Yeah. And, so, and they, so many of us live such boring lives. You have such an exciting life where uh, you get into that voice. I'm not saying that. You are. I'm saying they, it. I mean, I they only work wish. these people into a frenzy. Like they, 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 they start calm. Then they like, like a roller coaster. They ramp them up and then they make them crash down. And I think that's what it was. He was just exhausted. And let me tell you point. something. Wolfie's a little evil as well. Why? <laughs> a little? <laughs> yeah, even he knows that shithead. Uh, when I was under and I was in that deep state, Wolfie was prodding me, get to your father, get to your father, the beatings, the beatings. Oh my he God. wanted me to go to a dark place. He said, come on, get there. And, you know, your dad's hitting you with bread, screaming out, scream how you feel about it. I'm like, and I'm like, I start, I go, get the fuck away from me. You know what it is, Sal? I figured you out. Go ahead. You know, you live such a, you know, I know you're not all that thrilled. And it's like, uh, the rest of, you know, the rest of us schmucks are living normal lives. You want to have sexual abilities. I don't you want, want to any. Be you I, want I, I don't want any of that. I mean, Did you, you know, the things that we never established, you went there to improve your tuish, intuition. Sure. You kept saying that. Yeah. Did it get better? Well, you heard the Jeff Probst reading, Robin. It yeah. got a lot better. Sure. Oh, Sal, was that I after what, the Jeff Probst? Uh, yeah, that was Sal, I think what, what Rob is trying to say, is your gift a burden at all? <laughs> <laughs> You're a burden. <laughs> and, yeah. and Sal's right. He would not talk about his dad, which I thought was interesting. He, he refused. Yeah, yeah because he's in a trance. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. You get it. Uh, we decided to put Sal's new enlightenment to the test. We call this bit Ask Sal. Welcome to Ask Psychic Sal. Spiritual questions for our staff clairvoyant. Ask Sal. Ed from Cleveland writes, Dear Sal, my mother Edna accidentally shot herself in the face and died. Oh, Ed, you got me a gun for cr- How can I connect with her in the afterlife? Ask Sal. How he can do it is first practice meditation. Clear his mm. mind, focus on not only believing, but knowing it exists. Same way I know I have five fingers on my hand, I know the other side exists. Have that belief. Envision your mother. Envision Edna there. See her face. Really feel her presence. Tell her you love her. Listen back to what she's saying. You might think it's your thought. If Edna says back, and I love you too, son, do not dismiss that. Let it flow. And you might say, that's my thought. No. Oh, God, this is boring. Sal, I agree. Fire that you person. <laughs> You don't want any special abilities? My God, all you all you fantasize about no, is No, see, here's special. the difference. Here's the difference, Howard. I enjoy communicating. This is something that I like to do. Sal. I'm telling Sal. you, I'm telling you, you like to paint, right? No, Sal. You want to be special talk, as a painter? You talk to the dead, you float out of your body, and you communicate with birds. And I enjoy it. You paint, you play chess, you think painting you like the is the bachelor. Same. To do what you do requires no expertise. Oh, you just bullshit. Say, oh, I'm talking to my nana. He just went to a breathwork seminar <laughs> yeah. to improve his skills. Out. Uh, uh, so you're a guy it. who doesn't even know who fought in the Civil War. Why not just I study know. something I do that, know that, who that fought could benefit you? I do know who fought. fought. I, knew, I know who fought. Yeah, well, after we told you 25 Yeah, times. but it took a little while, but I got there, so. All right. Anyway, there's, <laughs> for those of you who are fascinated by Sal... Uh, there are some bonus clips for you. That's what we want to say. So a lot of people very interested in your spiritual breath work. Well, Howard, last year we what? went to a, a last year we went to a lunch and I threw dimes all over the floor when Sal was you asshole. Looking. 
<laughs> so Sal stands up to walk out of the restaurant and he finds a dime. And the look on his face was like he found gold. He was so excited. And then he found another one. And then he was like, see, see, see. And then he turned a corner. There was like 50 of them on the ground. And then he just started swearing at me because he figured out. <laughs> he put it together. Yeah. By the way, as long as we have Sal here, uh, Debbie the Come Lady's gift, which uh, generated a lot of email. Sal accepted a $300 gift card from Debbie the cum lady and used it to treat some of my staff to lunch. And I, of course, was amazed at his ignorance and the potential conflict of interest that most of you agreed with me. Howard, Sal strikes again. How is it possible Mm. that Sal does not understand quid pro quo? In fact, please ask him to define quid pro quo. I would love to hear his answer. (laughs) Sal, what is quid pro quo? It's a professional quid. <laughs> oh, really? What does quid pro quo mean? Do you know? Yeah, I know what it means. Okay, what does it mean? Because I worked on Wall Street, and that was a term that we would use as well. Okay, so yes, go ahead. But in life- well, in some cases, it's, it's some people view it as bribery. It could be it could be viewed that way. When you, you what know, does you, quid pro quo mean? It means like you're giving something to receive something. Right. Okay. Good. Jesus. I know. Howard, you. <laughs> <a> miracle. <laughs> uh, Howard, you can't be surprised that Sal would use Debbie's gift card and justify it by taking other staffers. When he thought it was okay to ask you if he could sleep over years ago, he showed he is unaware of proper workplace boundaries. Yes. Yeah, he's like just so fucking out of it. I'm the perfect. And idiot. he knew he did the wrong thing. Yeah. Instead of like asking someone, hey, Debbie keeps saying, you know, Debbie keeps asking if I'll accept a a card from her for $300. He just, he decided on his own that the way to get around it. She sent it. She sent it. She sent it. He goes, Howard, you didn't understand. He sent, she sent it. And I told her not (laughs) to even send it. And she sent it. So then what do you do? You spend it. You use it. Yeah. Yeah, You spend it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Best fucking lunch ever. Uh huh. Fucking unbelievable, dude. Horrible. No wonder you need he to be He still special. doesn't get it. I don't know. No, he doesn't. I don't, I don't I get it. You really no. don't, do you? No. He, horrible. He, why do you think I'm upset by it? it. But I know why it. you're upset, and you have every reason to be, and now that you've explained okay. it, I understand. Explain it to me. Because you shouldn't utilize, you're, you're basically taking advantage of people that we work with. We utilize those people for the good of the show. And when you're accepting a gift, you might feel obligated to do things for them. And that's not how the show works. So what I did was, right, good enough. was wrong. Yeah. No more gifts. I wonder if didn't, anyone else here has ever received didn't Debbie, gifts. Didn't Debbie write in the I card that she gave I wonder if anyone else here has ever received <laughs> gifts. Anybody can come forward? Didn't. Didn't Debbie write in the card that she gave I you? Thank you for Mary all the airtime. I believe. Thank Mary you for all the airtime, like as if you gave her airtime. She might have. Yeah, she might have written that. But yeah. I, I. What do you I, think of that? I don't. I don't think of that. That's something that's oh, in your okay. head. Fair enough. Because I. I don't. He's I don't. You don't think about. I don't think that gift. Card. I don't he think about the airtime. I think wrote. about what I provide in my job here and what my obligations are. I'm oh, not, what you I, provide. I see. My well, my my responsibilities as your employee. Yes, that's what mm-hmm. I think about. I don't think about <laughs> quote unquote airtime. I'm confused. I see. Boy. All right. Well, we're, we're making some progress, but he very doesn't little. think he should stop there. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking kidding. right now, Robin. Believe me. <laughs> you had me and I don't think. Yeah. But, I'm uh, thinking. Let's leave the, let's wow. leave the thoughts where they are. <laughs> <laughs> 
trust me, there's a lot of thinking going on. The other thing that generated some uh, quite a bit of email, actually, many fans wrote in (laughs) with love and support for J.D. not wanting to be friends with certain people in the office after he played the friend or co-worker game. Uh, I wish everyone would leave poor J.D. alone. He's going to snap one day. I'm team J.D. Screw everyone else. Separating friends from co-workers is very smart. Just because you're friendly with someone in the office, that doesn't make them your friend, especially in that viper's nest of an office. There you go. People <laughs> Very true. <laughs> oh, my. Yep. Uh, Howard, this is slightly off topic, but where has J.D. been eating while his dining room table sits in Mehmet's garage? I hope he's not back to TV trays. What's going on? How come you don't need your... What's Like, what are you doing, J.D.? Where do you eat? What do you eat on? That's a good question from one of the fans. Here comes J.D. I see him. What's going on now I, that the table's in Mehmet's we garage? We know Where you're do you eating. Eat? Yeah, I, well, I have uh, little tray tables uh, in front of my oh. TV, oh, um, no. but I do have I do have a dining table. Um, but uh, yeah, I see. Well, <laughs> that's it. So you're back to eating on those uh, TV dinner trays? Well, I mean, I I eat mainly in front of the TV, so that's right. <laughs> what else am I gonna do? So sad. <laughs> <laughs> If you've ever seen JD eating, he always has like a little dinner tray and then he eats like a 10 year old. So I always feel bad. Oh, I'm a 10 year old. I don't have to tell you. All right. All right. right. Thank you. Get out of here. Do you cook, JD? What? Of course not. Do you cook? cook? No, I don't cook. (laughs) Of course he doesn't. He can't even boil water. Remember when you boiled water and you didn't know how to do it? Yes, I'm well aware. I don't understand it, but he he had trouble. But why were you? Did you have trouble boiling water? It just I just hadn't done it before. I can boil water. I I like you know now, but uh, you know you just put water on top of the oven and let it boil. But uh, you know yeah, I just hadn't done it. So do you have any cooking utensils like pots and pans to heat stuff at least? I I have. There's some stuff still. What do you do? Mostly get delivery. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Prepaid pre-made meals, yeah. I remember we said to JD, why don't you boil water? He goes, I've never done it before. I don't know how. He's a grown man, you know. And I was like, then he started boiling. And he goes, oh, no, there's smoke coming out of it. It was, it was the steam from the boiling water. And I was like, JD, that's not smoke. He was that's- worried that he was starting a fire. Well, yeah. He goes, yeah. But but you- well, anyway, what a crew I have. Thank you. I mean, really, what a crew. Anyway, how do you uh, get oh. through life without ever having boiled water? You just—I microwaved everything. That's all. The, you know, that's thank, thank God for the microwave. Right. If the microwave hadn't been invented, uh, <laughs> it might be a lot less thinner. <laughs> I might be thinner. All right, thank you. Uh, finally, uh, Marianne from Brooklyn called in yesterday to tell me about seeing Beth at a North Shore Animal League event. I had to hang up on her because uh, she couldn't stop professing her love for me. She was so in love with me that she just was like, how would I love you? I love you. And like, it was, it was enough. So then Mike Perlman called her after the show to ask her what a perfect night together with me would be like. I don't know. This is, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of heavy. I mean, huh. I mean, but if you want to hear, here's Marianne and she's going to get right down to sex before anything We're going to do the dirty deed first. Just right. regular, normal, old-fashioned sex the way he likes it and the way I like it. When you're doing it with Howard, how do you envision it? Like, what what is it like? Maybe, like, nibble a little on his neck, you know, just rub his nipples a little bit, 
rub him no. on the sides, get down there, give him I a little like hand job so he's a little hard, and then we oh, go that. right to it. Old right. fashioned, up and down on top, you know. You want Howard on top? He could get on top. Okay. He'll get on top, and I'll lay there, and I'll move a little so he feels the uh, the Marian gyration moving, so it just goes in and out perfectly. <laughs> hey, Holy cow. Wow. Well, then those two maniacs, Mike and uh, Marianne, started simulating sex, what it might sound like between me and Marianne. Mike played me, and Marianne played Marianne, and... It got really gross. All right, so I'm, I'll be I'll be Howard. I'll be Howard, and you'll be okay, you. Okay? Okay. I'm on top of you. Oh man, baby, okay. this is hot. You know, Marianne, I was uh, just giving it to you like this is all I wanted to ever do. This is great. Howard, could you believe after all these years, oh. this is the most amazing thing. We may die and go to heaven together. Oh, Marianne, I tell you, baby, this is this is it. You thought you thought I was gonna scream. Oh. And you were gonna you were gonna not be able to get hard, but look how hard you are. Oh, you got me. When I see your name up on that board every morning, I swear to God, I get so fucking turned on. You got me going, baby. I love you. I always love you. I love you more, Howard. You know I do. I love uh, you more. Jesus, this is obscene. By the way, Perlman's impression of me is perfect. Sounds exactly <laughs> like me. Don't you think Perlman just well, figured out a, a way to get... Has an, another voice. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> 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 Don't you think Perlman just figured out a way to have phone sex with Marianne phone from sex Brooklyn? With Marianne, yes. Yeah. Very good, Mike. How long did it take you to figure that out? He came twice during it. There's nobody like you in the world, Howard. Only Howard. Only me and you. Me and you have to fuck everybody else. Sorry to say. Put them out. Pasture, it's just us. Just, just us. Oh, to, yeah. to the end of time, Howard. I love you so much. I'm so loyal to him. Oh. Gotta be a turn oh. on. Is it my loyalty a turn on? Come on, oh, Howard. Yeah, baby. Come on, Howard. Is it my loyalty? <laughs> oh my goodness. Her loyalty is a turn on. That's true. Is she I, going to come? She's never, I think that Mike was ready to go. <laughs> she, she doesn't shut up. <laughs> but her turn, her, she is loyal to me, and I do like That's that. She, I mean, she is loyal. I wouldn't mind Marianne worshiping me. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> oh, after sex, she's going to cook me a nice oh, Italian oh. dinner, which that really does ah. turn me on. Yeah. Now, Howard, you lay there. I go in the kitchen and I cut you a nice. nice piece of eggplant parmesan. And you're not taking the cheese off and you're not throwing the spaghetti <laughs> on the side. Now, do you do, are you going to do like, you're going to sit down like a date and the candle and you got to eat the eggplant palm with him? Right. Or are you going to do like that old? No, I already came. You can leave. Just leave the eggplant palm on the TV set and I'll, I'll find it. You disappear? Is that what <laughs> the, you're saying? The fantasy is going south. Now I got to have dinner with her. <laughs> <laughs> Have that stuff made. I'll heat it up. Well, the school Italian thing where you just feed him and you stand you stand up the whole time and go back and forth and bring yeah, the stuff. I'm, oh, I'm going to go back and forth. I put the napkin, put the thing, see if you want some Locatelli cheese or Parmesan so you could sprinkle on top. You give him a nice mm. glass of wine unless he wants a bottle of water. A but, what, of but, but, but what if he wants to just sit down and talk to you? I mean, you just that's had sex. Okay. I mean, well, don't you want to connect a little bit? Yeah, I, I don't you think that's enough of having sex with me that he needs more talking and stuff? I don't know. If he wants to talk, I'll talk. I don't want to talk. Marianne's right. She she knows you. <laughs> she she does. Better than Mike does. Sit and talk. I talk to Marianne after I just fucked her. Just leave me the gabagool and the prosciutto. And uh <laughs>
Marianne, you're a sweet woman. What can I say? Thank <laughs> I you. I love my... you, Howard. Howard, you're you my porn. You're my porn, you Howard. I love you so much, and I am loyal. And you know what, Howard? You never know. Life is long. You never know. But can right. I say something about... All right. That's enough of that. Who wants to hear that? <laughs> All right. Anyway, there, there's the uh, fan mail. People writing in about the show, Robin. It's exciting and... Uh, we did a, very, a lot has very... gone on on this show uh, recently with Sal and Richard on their craziness. I got to get out of here, but oh, it's uh, Mike Perlman as Howard. This is Howard Perlman. Hi. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, Robin, you know, we know each other. <laughs> you know, how about, you know, we fuck, you know, I want, I, want, I come on your glasses, you come on my glasses. You know, what do you, think? you know, Mike, you're very good at this phone. Go ahead, Rob. Uh, go, go ahead. I'll let you, uh, yeah, let you, let you seduce Robin. Robin, he, he come on. He doesn't know me at all because I uh, would have hung up already. <laughs> no, go ahead, Robin, don't be uptight. Go ahead, Mike. I'll leave you with Robin. Go ahead. You're very good at this. Yeah, I want to pick you up like a kettlebell. I want you to stick a barbell up my ass. Yeah. Are you Howard or are you Mike? <laughs> yeah, I'm Mike Howard. Yeah, yeah. You're Mike always, Howard? He's Mike Howard. <laughs> stick a microphone my ass. Oh, I love microphones. Yeah. You want a microphone in your ass? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> do, do, wow. Do, Annoyment TLM 103 because that's the one I use. You know, get it right up the okay. ass. All right. Yeah, okay. Turn over. Okay, do you want me to do you want me to put something on this so it goes in a little easier? I don't know what to do here. I've never put a mic in somebody's head. You got a loogie in your throat. You got a loogie in there. Oh, I got to do that porn thing and spit on it? Oh, <laughs> okay. my God. I'm going to throw up on you, too. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> How's that you? <laughs> <laughs> That's his Howard impression. Uh, baby, yeah, no, I'm gonna stick a fucking. Uh, I'm gonna get that guy's got a way with words. But I handle right. you like a kettlebell. <laughs> yeah, stick a kettlebell <laughs> up my asshole. Uh, yeah. Well, I had a bunch of other stuff for you today, but we'll get to it next week. All right, everybody. Bye.